Welcome back, y'all. Welcome back. We live on AMP tonight. Some do show. Oh, 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 oh. We got an OG coming through tonight, y'all. One of my all-time favorites in the media, in sports media. This lady has been a trailblazer, a titan, a juggernaut. And I consider her a friend, OG. Quick backstory. You know, y'all want to do some dude. No, sometime, uh, some dudes, story time with some dude, right? So way back, it's way back, OG Twitter days, man, way back in the day. I got invited to go on the ESPN show. First, it was Jamel Hill, Michael Smith. They invited me on the podcast on ESPN. This is around the time when the Miami Heat won the championship. LeBron first ring or whatnot, right? It's way back OG Twitter days. Like I said, 2012. 2013, this lady was hosting major shows on ESPN, Sports Center, you name it, right? She reached out to little old me, some dude, asked me to come on her podcast. At that time, podcast was not even a thing. Like podcasting, that word we see thrown around now, it wasn't even a thing back then. But she invited me on. She showed me genuine love from day one. You no, know, she reached back. She didn't have to. She didn't have to throw me the alley-oop, put me on her platform at that time. You know, that wasn't really a thing back then where big-time mainstream media people would reach out to people on social media because for so long, being on social media was, was viewed as like, you're not even a real person sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you're just an internet person. And I feel like I was a trailblazer in that regard where people really started to take my basketball knowledge, my basketball insight, my connections. They started to take it serious. And this lady right here, this young lady was one of the first people, y'all, to really show some dude some love. So I've always reciprocated that love. I've always wanted to show that love. But I'm waiting for my guests. I'm waiting for my co-host to come in, too. We got downtown Lexi Brown, as y'all know. We got my guy Ant Morrow, 10-year NBA vet, Oklahoma City Thunder. Y'all remember Ant Morrow, the sharpshooter. Your favorite sharpshooter's favorite sharpshooter. Ant Morrow from the Queen City in Charlotte. So we're going to have a crazy show, y'all. We're going to take some callers. I think I see Lexi pulling up now to the Some Dude Show. Lexi Brown, the stylish sharpshooter in the building. Legs, how you feeling tonight? Lexi. I'm on mute. Sorry, I was on mute. <laughs> yeah. We getting it together Everybody. over here. Welcome back. We you know, it's been a couple days. You know, the WNBA, we saw the the uh the Aces game the other night against the Liberty, the, the rematch. I thought Las Vegas was gonna get their lick back, Lexi, but it was another ass whooping, another Molly whopping. So it's getting spicy in the W. Yeah, I thought they were going to win. That was their first home loss all season. Um, I don't know. Liberty's finding their groove right now. And I'm just glad that this super team narrative is, is working how we want it to, if that makes sense. But it was a close game at the beginning, and then the Liberty just kind of um, pulled away. But, like, every team goes to their growing pains. Yeah. And because it's 
season is like our season is half the length of the NBA regular season. So it's really interesting to see at like what moments the teams go through their little growing pains. Um, you know, some teams actually like go through their growing pains like the majority of the season and then, you know, still make the playoffs and then they they figure it out during playoffs, which is really cool to see also. And then you have teams that like start off really, really hot. And then, you know, that's just the the reality of being on a team, being a professional, like things happen and, you know, you got to go through some stuff. So that's kind of what we're seeing with Vegas right now. But I mean, still, they only have, what, four losses on the year. Do you you think Las Vegas, do you think the Aces are missing Candace Parker's leadership right now and, and her spacing she can provide on the pick and pop game? I feel like if something is missing there a little bit in, in those matchups with the Liberty and the Aces. Yeah, I think just with the Liberty specifically, like just her position in general, like obviously Candace Parker is one of the best to ever play, but I feel like any player at that size with, you know, a legitimate skill set would would help them against the Liberty just because of the matchup. Like I don't necessarily think like Candace Parker is the, is the key, but like that position for them as far as a matchup standpoint has really given them issues. Um, but I think they're, I mean, I think they're going to be fine, but I mean, we said, we all said the same thing about them last year. Like, Oh, can they win a championship playing five, 35 plus minutes a game? And you know, that's what they went and did. So, you know, I think they'll just have to figure it out. And just the way the playoffs are set up, you know, if they end up seeing each other, like in the semis or something, instead of the finals, like that's going to be like really interesting, but um, I think they're going to end up meeting in the finals if that is what happens. Um, but it's going to be interesting. I mean, I think the playoffs are going to be fun. Um, we it's all get, it's getting chippy. So it's getting times. very chippy on Twitter. I'm seeing AJ Wilson is getting chippy on Twitter. Like, what's going on? What is in the atmosphere, Lexi, with the double? I'm know. seeing it everywhere. I'm, uh, I told you, I'm off Twitter. So I've just been a, I've been a spectator for the entire season. And I'm usually one of the the ones that is on Twitter a lot going back and forth. And I told you last time I was on here that I've, I don't do that anymore. Um, it's, it's, it's physically draining. It's, it's mentally and physically. Yeah, draining. And it's pointless because at the end of the day, like, like what are we accomplishing? Like now you're going back and forth with a complete stranger that really just wanted a response from you. And for some reason, just negativity wins. And I hate that, but I just have been watching and I just think people are fed up. I mean, I've, the, the conversations and dialogue, even with NBA, it's like the media, the boundaries like are just non-existent anymore. So it's like I've just been seeing people just getting more and more fed up. And I think that's like, like we said last time, why pe- players are doing their own things now, having their own shows, having their own podcasts, because they don't want to talk. They don't want to talk to them anymore. They just want to no. talk. <laughs> so. I mean, and that's so why Lexi, I like. That. So, Lexi, I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna ask you a question. We got our. We got our. Uh, our other co-host, Anthony Morrow, ten-year NBA vet, Georgia Tech legend, Yellow Jacket, OKC Thunder. We got a Mo. He just pulled up. We got our special guest. She just. Yay! Pulled up. Welcome, the welcome. OG just pulled up. But before we get started, I want to play a quick snippet because I want to ask Lexi, and the late and and the great, Kerry Champion. I'm gonna play this song. And I want y'all ladies to let me know, do y'all like this song or not? We're going we to set the tone real quick for this. We're going to set the tone. Hey, Keith, up. Hey, Keith. Hey, Keith. Hey, Keith. Hey, Keith. You got a motherfucking 
Yo, I just had to set the tone real quick. We live on the Some Dude Show right now. We live on app. We got a special guest. She just pulled up. The OG, the homie, Carrie Champion, the one and only. Y'all seen her on Prime Video, the host of the Carrie Champion Show. She got her own show now. Big screen, 4K on the fire stick. Carrie Champion, welcome to the Some Dude Show. Uh, first of all, was that that song was for me? That's how we got it. <laughs> Is that my special theme song? I, you I just, want, like, I just want to know from you and Lexi. Survive. I want to know uh, is that song in y'all playlist? Is Sexy Red Ski? Is it on y'all playlist? <laughs> I gotta add it. I gotta add it. I gotta be I honest. Really, I do like Sexy Red. I'm not gonna lie to you. But so, you, so you're on the Sexy Red bandwagon, Lexi Brown. Um. Yeah. Like if I'm about to go outside or go out or something, but I'm not really like if I'm driving and need some chill music. No, I'm not going to play Sexy Red, but there's a time and place for her. Yeah, yeah right, yeah. right. There's a time and a place, like when you're with your girls and you're turning up or when you just want right. to talk to me. Like that's, that's appropriate. Yeah. Right. So, speaking, so speaking of turning up, Carrie, what's good? Like I'm seeing your passport. How many stamps you got, Carrie? Where <laughs> haven't you been? You just came from summer vacation. I'm seeing you turn up on the gram. I'm seeing what you're doing out here. The real question I want to ask you, where haven't you been? What's the destination you want to go to? I know you've been to Africa. What's the destination on Carrie Champions bucket list? As so many places, I have been a lot of places, but you know, you mentioned Africa. There's so many parts of Africa that I would love to visit. I feel like, and I'm gonna be honest, I feel like so early on in my life, I was like, oh, I want to go to Paris. I want to go to Europe. I want to do all the things you see on the gram. I want to be in Italy. And while that's great, I've been to Africa twice, Ghana, and I have to tell you, West Africa, I have to tell you, um, those trips for me were the most rewarding in terms of where I've been. So um, I had been talking about this with the other the other friend, my other friend, Jamel. She just took her husband to Seychelles. I would love to go there. Oh, the I water. Mean, the water there is, it looks crazy. It looks crazy. It's And everyone that I know that has went said it's been such a, an experience because you're so far away, you can't help but relax. You don't feel like you need to pull out your phone. So I have so many places I want to visit. I got to be honest with you. I haven't even begun. So I'm just trying to figure out how I can get at least $5 from you so you can help me. <laughs> you got the bag. You on Amazon Prime Video, Carol. How's the show? The show's great. The show's great. Can everybody contribute to the vacation fund? No, um, the show is really good. It's, But it's hard work because, you, as you know, I mean, it's two hours every day um, and it's all new. So Amazon, for those who are listening, like they're, they're, their venture in the sports is still very new, right? So they do Thursday Night Football, which is amazing. But it's a tech company learning to do live TV. And by the way, this is, as you are ahead of the game already, streaming is where it's supposed to be. That's where everything will be. Linear television is still great and is still king in so many ways, but linear is where you need to be, where, where the future of television is headed. So I, we're ahead of the game. We're just figuring it out. It's like when ESPN was first built. I'm sure there will be stories done about that as well. You know what I mean? That's a, that's a dope perspective. Like It's like you were a role player for so many years, it seemed like at first take when you started out on ESPN. Now you blossom into your own star. Just like my co-host here, Aunt Morrow, great role player. Lexi Brown, great role player. And I feel like you, you encompass those same qualities as a, as a co-host now, blossoming into your own show. You got your own platform. I feel like you're more unapologetic now. How y'all feel? 
Yeah, definitely. I agree. I mean, Carrie, like, what is the biggest difference from, like, being on a network like ESPN and now having your own show on Amazon? Like, what are some of, like, the biggest differences that you feel, um, you know, in your position there? First off, hi, Lexi. I don't even think I said hi. How are you? That's just I'm rude. Let's get into it. You're our guest. Welcome. Um, thank you for having me. I, You know what? I am more unapologetic, but that is because there are a couple of things that are happening. I think that... I think people are looking for, as you can see, like more authentic television. The advent of podcasts and athletes, you were talking about it, athletes with their own podcasts. You can't, you can't compete with people being honest and authentic because if that's who they are, that's what they're going to do. And people want to hear more of that. There, we are gone are the days where you have to be so buttoned up. There's a time and place for that as well, right? But I think more and more um, people are, are opinion-based. They want to hear what you have to say. The difference is... And everyone talks about new media versus old media, right? New media is what you all are creating and what athletes are creating. And the old media is the traditional way of how y'all go about, of how like you can watch a Brian Windhorse or whomever, Stephen A, and they're on TV and they're doing what they do in front of a camera, staring down the barrel of a camera. There are just different ways to go about it. And I don't think one way is better than the other. I, I know people want to go back and forth, but I do believe at the end of the day, everybody who's in front of that camera who has a platform you know, you owe it to yourself to be authentic. And I, I know a lot of it now, and this will figure itself out. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I, I watch a lot of these shows and everyone's looking to go viral because that's the, the popular thing. But at the end of the day, it's not sustainable. You got to right. be able to figure it out. It's just not sustainable. Like you want to, you have something pop to say all the time. Next thing you know, it, you will realize that people will figure you out. They just will. And so I think at the end of the, the day, jig, the jig will be hovering. That's what you're saying, Carrie. The yeah, jig will be hovering. In short, in short, you're right. Ant, are you there, Ant? I'm right here. Y'all hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now. Y'all hear me? Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Lexi, what's going on? Hey. Downtown Lexi Brown. <laughs> Carrie Championado, what's going on, champion? Nothing much. How are you? I'm doing well. I can't complain if I wanted to. Glad to be on the on the on the on the call right now with everybody. My brother, Cuffs, what's going on? Bro, I'm here. We got Carrie in the building. I want to ask you, Carrie, about the Lakers offseason moves. We know you a big Laker fan. We know you from Pasadena. You went to UCLA. We saw the debacle last year with Westbrook. It turned into the Western Conference Finals situation. Rob Palenka, we got to give him his flowers. He locked in. He made the moves. Now in the offseason, you got Gabe Vincent, Jackson Hayes, Cam Reddish, Torian Prince. The Lakers have made some, some tweaks alongside. You know, they kept Rui. They kept AR. How confident are you going into this season compared to last season, Gary? Because last season, we were stressed the fuck out last year. I ain't going to lie. We both were stressed. <laughs> I want to hear this. I can't wait. When am I not stressed out? I'm the, I'm the, it's the worst, which is why I don't watch I don't watch games with people I don't know because I don't want y'all to talk bad about me and I'm a, and I'm just crazy. I'm crazy about it. I'm fanatical. <laughs> but but the truth is is that Jokic is a tough ass because that's what we're saying. Or can we get past him? Can we get past this man who really acts like? Here's the thing: what I think about when I see him play, I it, it is like. 
someone who has a job to do and they have to do it well. I don't even know if he's really enjoying himself, but I feel like he's, <laughs> this is what I have to do. Well, like he, he has to all this, he's nine to five. I mean, which technically it is. He's like, it's my nine to five. I don't know if I'm enjoying myself. I clock in, I clock out. It's like, it's like he's digging ditches. He's like, I'm going to dig all these ditches and I'm going to do the best of my ability to dig these ditches. <laughs> or I'm, I'm dropping off gifts. <laughs> I, you know, my job is to deliver Amazon and I got to do it every single right. day to the best of my ability. And so it's, right. it's like a robot. There's no, there's no feeling in it in the sense that he doesn't get, he stays even, which to me is powerful, right? When you can control yourself. So the question is, can we get past him? And I, I just don't know if there's an answer. I hope so. And I would be lying if I got up here and say, yeah, that's it. Every, every year I'd be like, we in it, we in it. But I, I saw something last year that really bothered me. And, and that fool's just too good in so many ways. Just too good. Just too good. And then you got Kevin Garnett talking about, AD, you got you know, you to be the MVP. You got to match him. And I'm like, okay, well. Talk to me about that, because you're a big AD fan, Cuffs. Yeah, I have that's to my it. God. That's the, that's the that's home. I, I agree with you and everybody else. So how do you feel about that extension that AD just got? Like, I think it's warranted because he is a world champion. We've seen great power forwards like Carl Malone, you know, like even Garnett before he went to Boston. Those guys never won a championship. You know, Barkley, he's still salty. He never got a chip. I feel like it was justified, the contract, but I do agree that this is the year that Anthony Marshawn Davis Jr., he got to shut everybody <laughs> the hell up. Do you agree? Do y'all agree? This got to be the year where he he come back. He got to be like Chris Craig and Debo, right? It's, Jokic took the first round. Anthony Davis got to show up this year. It, I mean, he showed up. not saying he didn't show up in the Western Conference Finals, but this year it's like he got to get the Lakers over the hump. We said that last year, though. Didn't we say that last year? Did we not say that last year? We did it's say that. Is that what that is? The hump is winning another championship or is it him playing at the level we all know and expect him to play at all the time? Yeah, consistency. Yeah, the consistency. Because, I mean, you said he already got his championship. I don't know. I just, I've always felt, I've always thought it was funny with the, the championship list former players talking about how to win a championship. Ooh. When them, Lexi Brown is keeping it spicy right now. Bells never won one, but hey, that's just me. That's that's my player perspective coming out. No, I, wow. I, I agree. I agree with you, Lexi. I hear you. Real yeah. talk. The question I is very hypercritical yeah. these players. Yeah, I don't. I believe it, but it's the durability aspect for bro. Yeah, I played with him in New Orleans. 2013, 14. And I told him, I said, bro, you the biggest, you the biggest athlete here next to Drew Brees. But what you gonna do to stay on the floor? Right. And that's my little brother. I love him. I said, you gonna have to, you gotta take yourself somewhere else in that offseason. And during the season, keeping your body in shape, because you're gonna have a lot of mileage on you. Cause they gotta depend on you. I was so happy to see him get that ring, you know, in a bubble with Braun. But for him to get another one, and he's getting older, you know, right. you're not going to get no younger. Yeah, I mean, so you're not being away from that ring either. Mm -hmm. He just got to make like, sure they did have it. a little break. I mean, I've been yeah. not like I know people say that it doesn't count. I mean, I think that championship Man, very much does count. 
But Absolutely. as far as the durability standpoint, he has some months from the lockdown to kind of get his body right for him to, you know, stay healthy through the through that bubble. Like, yeah. yeah. So I think that's what everybody's looking at is like, can can we have him for the majority of the season? And can we have him being not just him on the court, but be him being the dominant force and presence that we all know he can be? Yeah, oh, they're gonna do it out there west. That west a problem. They gotta figure it out. It's I think business wise, the extension made sense, right? Because all these players are about to start making money, and the, right. the they're paying for these right. these TV contract deals. These players should see the money the same way the owners see the money. So I'm okay with him getting his bread. Like there's just because if you go across the entire landscape in terms of what he can do when he's doing it at his best. There, the, he he's worth that money, but the consistency, as mentioned by everybody on here, is a real problem. There's just no way you could be in a playoff game, you could be in conference finals, and you and you're not scoring points. It do, it doesn't make any sense. And I know everybody wants. I mean, we've had people like some of the Lakers reporters who cover the beat day in and day out come on the show, and they just go off on me when I was like, I don't trust him. I don't. He's not consistent. I I feel a way about him. I I'm. They just they come at my neck. They're like, you're not being fair. You have to realize he's this, that, and they have a, a long reasons, lots of reasons as to why he's great and lots of reasons why he sometimes doesn't show up. And I don't know. I don't know him. I didn't play with him. And it's, and this is this thing where, you know, another athlete, you guys can talk about this, but mentally, sometimes he it feels as if he's just not there. He's not locked in. And I don't know if he needs to get his hands on the ball sooner and score to get his confidence up, or I don't know what he needs to do, but there's something, if he doesn't start like on fire, there's something it's hard for him to warm up. It, it, you know, it's like an old car. You know, you just gotta set there. Like, you, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just like it's not going to go well. And so I don't understand. I don't understand that. I don't know what that is. I'm not a psychologist or a sports psychologist, but what I do know is that he knew those expectations were on him this year, he, this past season, he, he did his, I thought he did do his best when he wanted to do his best, but I just don't see how you can check out. Like, I don't see how you can't show up. I would feel like I couldn't trust you. And as a fan, I, I'm just going to talk as a fan. I could not trust him. I was like, does he have a good game today? Okay, we feel good today. He got a good game. Okay, I feel good. And then when he's having a bad game, I'm like, oh, this is a wrap. We're not going to win this one. Everything is really focused on who he needs to be. And he can hear that and he's well aware of that. And I do believe he's capable of that. I just don't know what's not clicking. I, and again, not a professional athlete, never played with them, but something is not 100% there. And everybody should just agree with that, right? And he knows that too. So once we just say what it is, we can address the problem. Right. I mean, you're not wrong at all. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, he's got to be the guy. Like, Bron is not trying to be the guy every night. But if I'm AD, I'm coming in there. I'm like, look, it's got to be mentally 38 and 14 because can't nobody stop me. Right. I'm talking about AD. If, AD. if AD comes in there and says, look, every night is 38 and 14 in my mind, even if it's not that night, that takes a lot of pressure off everybody else. So let me ask y'all. Let, let me ask you, Aunt Lexi, Aunt Carrie. Let me ask y'all. Do y'all think it's more of a mentality plus a personality thing? Because I've coached a lot of boys. I've coached kids, high school players. I've trained pros. Every single basketball player has a different personality. Lexi and Aunt can attest to this. Do you think with Anthony Davis, as far as his motor, 
is it somewhat his personality traits? Like he's just not a, a hyper aggressive, just, you know, certain guys in the league, Lexi, and it's certain players in the league where it's like they just dogs. Not saying AD's not a dog, but it's like he doesn't heck, he doesn't show the emotion all the time. He shows it in spurts. Yeah. I mean, that's what I was just about to ask. Like, was were these expectations like just placed on him? And like he just continually is showing us, like, can y'all stop? Like, I'm showing y'all who like who I really am. Like, can y'all that's real. Me? That's real. Um, has he ever, I mean, I I don't know. I don't know the answer to this. Has he ever come out and been like, I'm gonna do this for this team. I wanna lead this team. I wanna be the but I mean, obviously you're not gonna you're not gonna say you're not not gonna say I'm trying to be the best player on the court when somebody asks you. But I feel like a lot of this narrative has been built without him saying a word. Well, I, I think that he's he understands the expectations and he's all but said that. He knows that the expectations are you you are LeBron has said it. So how does he not know it? And if he doesn't want the pressure, then say I don't want the pressure. But the the reality is is that what is the script when you when you play for the Lakers? It's not to build. It's not to just ba barely get there. It's to win. I, and I'm not just saying that just because I'm talking shit because I'm a Laker fan. That's the script. Facts. He's not Facts. sitting. In, he's not sitting in some other place. He's not with the Clippers. Let me talk my shit. He's not with the Clippers. Yeah. Well, it's okay if you do okay. Like if you don't right. get to the Western Conference Finals, we get it because that's what happens with that organization. This is the script. So if you decide to come here and play with LeBron, those are the expectations. No one needs to give hold your hand and say, okay, let me help you with this narrative. Do you want these expectations? Because you're going to take this money, so you're going to get these expectations. Right. And that's that's just what it yeah. is. I, I hate to be so cutthroat and to the point, but let me tell you something. If he was playing with anybody else from a different generation, this would not go down. We would not be holding your not hand. We would be trying to figure out what's wrong. Are you okay? We wouldn't be as polite. Are you feeling? Are you feeling? <laughs> what's the room like today? Do we need to sage the room? It doesn't work that way. The script is win now, my G. Win now. <laughs> right. That's a fact. That Laker, that Laker pressure, that Laker pressure, those it's bright different. lights different. Yeah. It for sure. Hey, real quick, quick story, not to cut nobody out, real quick. So I, I played with him in New Orleans in 2013. And we were playing against the Celtics. And it was a big game for us. We didn't we didn't win a lot of games that year in New Orleans. Shout out to Monty Williams, shout out to the whole coaching staff. And he was getting in tour with coach this game. At halftime, he was pissed off. I went and locked in with him before we went back out. He was like, man, they doing these in that running place. I said, fuck running playing so you, bro. Go get the ball. You the guy. I said, ain't nobody like you. Go get it. Like, go get it now. You know what I'm saying? We running everything through you. You the franchise guy. Ain't no excuses. Came out at 40 and 20. We won the game. You know what I'm saying? It's that mentality. Some of these young dudes need those kind of vets. Like, Udonis Haslam is that guy. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, bro, you got to be that. You can't be... Well, I'm pissed off today, so I'm not going. Nah, ain't none of that, bro. It's every day. It's daily. You don't want to get 25, 30 million a, a year, bro. It's you. And you got the ability to do it. So go so get me, that. So let me ask y'all. Let me ask y'all this question. What current superstar in the league going into this season right now needs to sacrifice the most to win a championship? We talking about the Damian Lillards, the Chris Paul. Who needs to sacrifice the most of the stars that's going into this season? 
Well, what do you mean sacrifice the most? You mean the person who's going to have to put their ego down? The person the who's ego, just... ego, you might not get that many shots. You might not get the same touches, but you want to get that championship. You want to sacrifice like Chris Bosh did, like Kevin Love did. You want to be that guy. Who is going to be the star player to do that this year? Bradley Bill. And I, I think yeah. Chris I think Chris Paul. I don't. I think Chris Paul's really going to have to take a back seat, and he's going to be like that's going to be like. Let me get my chip. Yeah. I agree. What is Chris Paul taking? What is Chris Paul taking a back seat look like? Considering he's like point guard. So we I mean, like. Maybe, I think maybe less minutes. Maybe less minutes. But I think I think Chris Paul is going to find a way with Steph because Steph is really is a shooting guard. I feel like a lot of people look at him like a a, a conventional point guard, but Steph has redefine that position. He is like the hybrid, and I feel like he plays off the ball, down screens, come off, pin downs. He's going to thrive with Chris in that role, but I think Chris, he will be on the floor in the fourth quarter, depending on the matchups, but I think he might have to sacrifice minutes during the regular season. And his and his personality and his ego, if he yeah. wants it all to work. Draymond like, and Chris Paul going to be, I, I want to see how that dynamic works, because it's going to be nights where everything's not going well, they're going to bump heads. I want to see how that's going to mesh. And neither one of them, I think, will back down. So you're talking about sacrifice. Somebody's going to have to, like, figure that out. There's too many eyes on that team, and people are still asking, what's, what's the deal? I don't know. I, I would, I'd be pleasantly surprised to see Chris sacrifice in different ways because I think I want him to have a chip so bad. I'm not saying, like, it's a diss to him, but I want him. I believe he deserves a chip. I feel I can't get over You guys, I will sit here and talk Lakers all day, so I'm about to jump, but I can't get over how my man David <laughs> Stern did my G when he was trying to come to the Lakers. It was oh wrong. Oh, my God, right. Gary, I think about that. Right, right. Oh, I, 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 right. I, 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 <laughs> in infamy in my spirit, and I'm all like, he was supposed to get it then, no, but you, but my point is, is like I think he might have to uh, out of all of them. But I mean, Bradley Bill, that's a good take too. You just, I mean, there are a lot of people realizing I really want to chip, uh, and I'm gonna have to do whatever it takes. And if you want to win, sometimes that's just what it is. Like it, when you get to a certain age, a certain level, you get on a certain team in any in any aspect of life, wherever you play. I want to win. I'm a sacrifice, whatever that looks like, because that's to me called discipline. When you have discipline, you can have everything because the world is yours because you work hard for it and you show up every single day. And when you win and you get everything you want, you have everything you want. And I think we're looking at a lot. Everybody's got to give discipline like this. Those who want that chip, whether it be Chris or Bradley Bill or all those who were forgotten about. I, and left behind, or you don't think they have an opportunity, or their window has passed. That's James Harden. James I Harden. I was just about to say. I was just about to say that. I was just about to. <laughs> but when I tell you, he's so committed to committed to shenanigans. I don't know. He's committed. Did y'all see James on that scooter? And y'all see you see the joy right, on his I'm face like, on that scooter. He was trying to start talking your shit, James. That's so wild to me. Like. That whole spiel he went on about the owner and whatever. I was like, what? what is this? I mean, speak your truth. But I was like, all the way in China, bro? That's what we doing? Right, like, Harry. What? Hey, Carrie, I, I know we got to let Carrie go. She got another. She got to jump on CNN, I think. But the OG. Ooh, okay. <laughs> I got to ask you. I got to ask you one final question. Thanks for pulling yeah. up on the yeah. Some Do Show. We live on AMP. Cuffs the legend, Lexi Brown, Aunt Morrow, and the legend, the living legend, Carrie Champion. Are you going to see Beyonce? Please tell me you're going, Carrie. 
You, I saw, I saw all of your IG posts, and I want to say, <laughs> I was, I was really, I was like, okay, so he, I should go with him to the next concert because you was yo, living. yo, <laughs> I, 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 I cried. Like, Me and my daughter cry, cried. Well, it's, 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 it's quite worthy. Um, you know, yes. let me just let me pop my collar for a minute. I saw her in London. Um, when you and talking junk. Let me, black let me girl talk pal, my black girl shit. pal. Let me talk my shit, and you know what I mean. I'm gonna talk my shit, and, and then talk uh, your shit. Yeah. And then I'm gonna see her uh, when she comes to LA. So yes, I'm gonna see her again for her birthday. Uh, so all of that is happening. Yes, I saw her. She was amazing. I heard she really turned up in Atlanta. I'm a stalker. I, I mean, I saw her in Dubai. I stalked her. <laughs> I'm a full stalker. Oh my I'm god. Full. I'm a full stalker. So somebody might, she might be like security. We got a clinger stage 10 over here. She's following me everywhere, but uh, I, I love it. So yes, I'm going <laughs> to Did you, let me wait really quickly. What, did you, did she dance a lot for you? Cuss, yeah, she, no? was, she was right beside me and my daughter. We was right there on the barricade. She was doing all the moves. Blue Ivy came out. I, I had tears in my eyes, man. I'm telling you, it was <laughs> it, it's, it's one of the greatest moments of my life, especially sharing it with my daughter. It was amazing. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you for saying you had tears in your eyes. Did you really have tears in your eyes? You yeah, I had, real, I had real tears. My daughter cried first. She broke down before the concert even started. And then I was sitting there. And what did it for me when Blue Ivy came out? I was with my daughter. So seeing Beyonce's daughter, the whole, you know, that's Jay-Z's daughter. That's Beyonce's daughter. And I'm here with my daughter. I lost it. <laughs> with a smile on my face, oh, though. My. It was lit. Tears of joy, my brother. Tears of joy. Yeah. As they should have been. That's greatness right there. That's like oh. Michael Jackson or something. <laughs> my phone, my phone dropped. I'm sorry about that. Um, but I got, I got to jump. And and Lexi, thank you guys so much for having me, Cuffs. I appreciate you. This is a good show. I'm really proud of you. But whatever else that means, I mean, maybe me, you can go see Beyonce. Hey, yo, I'll, we'll talk after this. But I appreciate you, OG, pulling up. Let the people know what time your show come on every day. Um, it is, if you're on the East Coast, I'm going to say East Coast, 12 to 2 Eastern um, on Amazon Prime. You can watch it. Just type in the Carrie Champion show, 12 to 2 Eastern. Yo, there we have it, y'all. Carrie Champion, the legend, pulling up live on AMP, y'all. Lexi Brown, Aunt Morrow. Yo. Carrie, I just want to give you your flowers. I watched you from the beginning to what you're doing now. Super proud oh, of you. Oh, man. Gonna lock oh, in on the show for sure. Me and my daughter gonna lock in. Yeah, she a volleyball star. She's 14. She gonna lock in. She loves you too. Real talk. Oh man. And uh, give my information. We gotta talk. We'll talk. I appreciate it. Have cuffs and give it to you so we can text and talk shit about the Lakers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. We're gonna lock in for sure. <laughs> Lexi, appreciate same you. for you. Same for you. Give her give her my information. I'll talk to you guys later, okay? Thanks, Carrie. All right. All right, bye, you guys. Bye, bye. She's so she's so fire. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to make her sound old, but I was gonna be like, I grew up watching you on ESPN. <laughs> yeah, it's real shit. It's real shit. <laughs> Yo, isn't that crazy? Like, I, I feel the same way. Like, I I seen her coming to the game, and like, it's been like twenty years later, and she's still looking good. She's still cooking. You know what I mean? It's like black excellence, yeah. man. Black yeah, don't crack, bro, unless you own it. <laughs> I say the same thing about you, Lex. I'm telling you, it's real shit. Listen, I'm telling you, unless you want it, I'm telling you, man. No, Lex, I'll give you your flowers as well. Hey, look, y'all. Look, the Thank chat. You. I'm saying, 
I'm having shit. technical difficulties with the chat right now. I can't see y'all chat. So I tell y'all what, just tweet me or go in the Discord. Shout out to everybody in the Some Dude Discord right now. I got so many messages before this show. So many fellas was hitting me DM. Yo, tell Carrie cuffs. Tell Carrie. Like, yo, <laughs> yo, <laughs> tell Carrie. Tell Carrie is the hashtag now. Tell Carrie. You know what it is. The thirst, please. So back, to, back, to what we, back to what we were saying about those superstars. Like, what current superstars? I agree when y'all said Bradley Bill. I think Bradley Bill, he's going to be in for a transition period this year, playing with Booker and KD. Like, he's going to get – right. I feel like he's really going to flourish in those catch-and-shoot situations. Yeah. I don't think yeah. there's really an expectation for Bradley Bill to win a championship now. Like, no all either. I think it's different. I think people are just going to be looking at, like, can he adapt to this environment on this type of team? I think that's what people are going to be looking at with Brad, whereas with Chris Paul, he, it's going to be like, can he help them win a championship? So I think it's going to be, like, just two very different expectations. But I'm excited for that Phoenix team for sure. Yeah, that's regular season. A lot of Suns. We're going to all link up. We're going to do the Some Do Show link up. We got to go to some games because we got to give the people that spice. We got like the conversation we just had. That's the way basketball and sports. That's how the dialogue should be. It's too many goofy ass debate. It's too many debate shows. Right. (laughs) You ain't lying, brother. It's real talk. I would say say Brad because with Brad, he's going to play more of a playmaker role, which he's very more than capable of doing. And he can still score. That's why it's going to change that Phoenix dynamic because KD is going to be KD. Dev's going to be Dev. So they're going to be more of a defensive team now, but they're going to be super offensively weapon-wise. Nobody's going to be able to guard all of that. Right. Uh, So I think he'll, he'll take the playmaking role and accept it more. But Chris got to accept that he may not start but he's going to be the best player in the league or maybe ever coming off the bench. Right. Also, Ginobili type shit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because he's going to lock them, them, the young guys in. And then when he has a play at the end of games with Steph, Steph goes to the point. Steph don't have as much pressure on him. Like you said, Cuffs, like both of y'all said, he come off screens just as well as he can just run a team. But it'll take a lot of pressure off him by having the ball in his hands consistently, you know, down the stretch. You know what it looked like? You know what it looked like, Amo. You remember the Davidson years when Steph pretty much played the two, and they had Mm -hmm. the kid. uh, Jason was it Richard? What was the point guard? He led the nation in assists, I think, for Davidson. Jerry Richard. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, the white white dude. Yeah, yeah, nice. He was was like top two or three in assists. So Steph Mm -hmm. is used to playing off the ball, and I think he's gonna flourish with Chris. I think. And that's the thing about Steph. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. You're good. I mean, I just feel like. It's just funny when when different players go to different environments. Like maybe this just might be me constantly giving people the benefit of the doubt, but I'm like, you really think these players are going to these teams to blow them up, like single handedly? Like you don't think that there's been conversations with Chris Paul and Steph? Like, okay, if you come here, right. like this is what you're right. here to do. Like you, I just I just think it's so funny when people just think like. Oh, Chris Paul will go in there and like blow everything up as if none of these people have had conversations with each other or what's going on behind the scenes. At the end of the day, entertainment, you don't think these things are discussed beforehand. That's why I think it's funny how that whole the script conversation and dialogue came about Twitter this past year when they talk about the script writing 
other professional sports leagues. And I'm like, oh no, people catching on. Like, not everything happened by chance. Like, there's no way people believe that. But I think it's funny when they assume a grown ass man going to come and blow up one of the best teams in NBA history because he got a big ego. Like, I just don't, I just don't see that happening. How do do y'all think the conversation went back in the mid 90s when Michael Jordan and Dennis Rodman had to have that sit down to say, you coming from the ops, you coming from the, used to play with the bad boys, Pistons. Now you coming to the Chicago Bulls. How do you think that conversation was as far as egos? Bro, I'll tell you honestly, I'll tell you honestly, if Mike come and tell you, come play with me, that's a different conversation. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now, Steph and Braun and those guys and Kobe, they have that kind of leverage. Like you know, they got that kind of power. Like Ron Artest the same with Kobe, yeah. yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's a different conversation. Like, that's like anybody... Go come play with me, do this. Hey, look, we going. We on the way right now. We got the tickets, finna move everything. We coming out there right now. So like it's different when it's those guys. And um, you know, I feel like Steph got that kind of leverage as well. It's just that I feel like, honestly, bro, and this ain't no take or nothing. I don't think at this point people want to help Steph win no more. He done got to that point. Real talk. Cause like on some real shit. Is it a mo? Let's keep it spicy. Do they, not want, do, do they not want Steph to win any more uh, rings? Because I, I know on the record and off the record, I know some guys who don't want to necessarily see Braun win another ring. So they. That's, he, he the same way. He the same way. Yeah. Like now at this point, yeah, that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? So like Steph's going, they got to do that in house. They got to be an organization who like, and they one of the smartest organizations in the last. Two decades, the Golden State Warriors. Is losing and is losing is losing Bob Myers going to hurt them in that regard, though? I feel like it might. We're going to see this year, though, for sure. Bob Myers is a genius, in my genius, opinion. Genius, bro. Yeah, and with Steph being the head of that, you know, that organization, we got to really see what they're going to do with guys like Jonathan Kaminga. Like, you know what I'm saying? They got rid of Wiseman. This is his that didn't work. This guy, yeah, yeah, I think what Draymond said, shout out to Draymond, rock with his show and everything. He made a great point, even though he don't like Chris, and it's cool. You don't have to like your teammates, like off the court. Y'all got to be able to be business partners on the court and within the organization. But he was right when he said Chris Paul can unlock Jonathan Kaminga. I watched Jonathan Kaminga oh, um, playing in a in a pro am. I said, man, this boy can be half of this in the NBA. He, he had like, be 90, a star. like 90 points at the Pro-Am at, at Jamal Crawford uh, crossover. Bro, he, he can play, bro. Play. He's special. He wanted the yeah. best Chris in the NBA. Yeah. And now Chris going to make him uncomfortable. But once he locks in, he going to be great. When you figure out, he got to figure the niche out. Like, Lexi, you know, you, you play professionally. You know how some players just need to understand and get used to what they're doing and get used oh, to yeah. their role. And build on it. An environment. An environment. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can't trade him to Charlotte and then expect him to just be a pro. You know what I'm saying? So he's one of those guys that I feel like it's going it's going to unleash when Chris goes there because Chris gonna bring the best out of you. Everybody, I hated playing against Chris. 
You hate him. Give me, give me I, a story. I, I, give me one story. Bro, you like Chris. As an opponent, like playing against Chris, because, bro, I see. I'm going to give y'all a quick backstory. I was at Chris Paul camp with him, with him back in like 2012, 2013 for like a week, right? right. It, was, it was him in the gym. So they played like, they played five on five pickup after the camp every day. So it was like yep. Euro guys. Uh, Lloyd Pierce, shout out to my guy, Lloyd Pierce. Lloyd Pierce shout is still Pierce. He a coaching, Facts. still nice on the court. This like 10 years ago. But I saw Chris. I talk, I was with him the whole day throughout the camp. Just We in the weight room. We chilling. We just vibing, right? When he went on that basketball court and they played five on five, I was on the bench. With, I was on the bleachers with my son. He was like nine years old at the time. And I'm telling him, like, I don't even recognize him anymore once they started different, playing. He's a different guy. He's a different guy on that court. I love Chris. Like, Chris was one of the guys, when he come to Charlotte, him and Justin Gray. Shout out to my homie, Justin Gray. Um, West Carolina. Wake Forest legend. Wake Forest legend. Charlotte legend. West Charlotte legend, for sure. Ooh, yes. And him and Justin him and Justin Gray come. You know, I was in high school and college. They'll get me into the little clubs with him or get me into the little events with him and all that. But when you play against Chris, he's not that person. You know he's what I'm saying? Never, and he's I, not that person yeah. at all. Hell no. Nah, he ain't with all that homeboy shit. None of that. You know what I'm saying? But Chris, like, I got a quick story. It was a game I came back off an of injury. I was in Atlanta. I was playing for the Hawks. We were in Atlanta. And I think he was with um he wasn't with the Clippers at that time. No, he was with the Clippers. This is like his first year with the Clippers. And shout out to Jeff Teague and everybody. But they was double teaming Jeff or whoever was the point off the bench. And Chris was like, Double team him and make him bring the ball to the court. Like out of nowhere. I'm like, bro, what you got against me today, nigga? Like, what the fuck? Like, you mad at me today, nigga? Like, what's going on? He was like, nah, make him bring the ball to the court. And I tried to post him up. I missed a shot. That ain't gonna work. He, he was looking at Larry Drew, who was the coach at the time. This ain't no matchup. This is not a mismatch. This is not a mismatch. And I was like, oh man, he don't want today for real. I was like, I can't just come in and walk into off the bench, the off the bench guys. But that's the kind of guy he is. He gonna expose that because that he's a genius basketball wise, you know what I'm saying, and business wise. But he's like, he like that. And I told people, I said, man, he gonna get into people's skin. Like I can see why him and Draymond get into it. But I think that they will work together with Golden State for sure. And Chris will unlock some of those younger guys. And kind of bring my. I wish they didn't have to lose Jordan Poole because he would help him too. Yeah, you know. I'm just imagining Draymond and Chris Paul on the court together, like joining forces to just get on everybody's fucking nerves the whole game. Mm -hmm. Hey, Lexi, that's gonna be. Lexi, you said that's kind of like your role on the Sparks right now. Like you are pest defensively. We know you a shooter, but that's kind (laughs) of like your job on on your team now. Yeah, I mean, I and I don't really do a lot of a whole lot of talking. I will say, I'm not. I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself a trash talker or anything, but I really, even when I was younger, like I always enjoyed getting the best out of my teammates, whatever that may be, whatever I have to do to get them to play their best basketball. Like that's something I've always genuinely enjoyed. And I think that's why I was so successful when I was younger, because, you know, when you on them high school teams, you know, you got girls who just are playing basketball for fun and then you have some girls who think that they could play the next level but 
you still need them all to win. So I think right. from a young age, like I learned how to do that. And, you know, it, it happened in college. And now at the pro level, like as good and as elite as all these players are, sometimes they need that extra that extra push or that extra bit of motivation. They might look like the most confident person on the court, but they do need that the little moments of, um, you know, motivating them and encouraging them. And that's something that I've always like loved doing. For my who's that, who's that player? You said you you are that player. You've always been that player. Amo, who was that player when your playing days? Because you were a role player, but sometimes you had to be that guy for a lot of the stars. That's an underrated component of playing in the NBA, I feel like, for the role players, where people look at y'all like, well, they, they don't play the most minutes. They don't make the most money. But you, you play a vital role in being in an Anthony Davis ear or being in Kevin Durant's ear, Westbrook. Like, Sometimes you guys are like the motor in the sky, like a Jared does. Well, you look at some of the superstars and they be talking to like the most random dude on the team the whole time. Yeah. But like that's their person. And like that they have a very yeah. valuable job on the team. Yeah. Like I like if you look at the past playoffs, Jeff Green had a real conversation with Aaron Gordon. And Jeff Green don't play as many minutes as Aaron Gordon does, but he tells them about the defensive scheme they're working on. You know what I'm saying? That's the guy. I remember that moment. You know yeah, yeah, Jeff Green yeah. is like one of the – he's one of my yeah. favorite guests by far in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah, and he's just super smart, bro. People forget Jeff went to Georgetown, bro. You can't just get in there. You know what I'm saying? Not just all basketball. Yeah. Real talk, right. bro. Hey, yo, Iverson is my guy, but how did Iverson get into Georgetown? That's my guy. That's <laughs> Allen Iverson now. That's a different situation. <laughs> it's a different situation. But it's, it's it's like that. For me, it was like um, Cal Corver. Cal Corver was that guy when I was in Atlanta. When I was a rookie, of course, it was Stephen Jackson who was with the Warriors, but it was the guy. The guy that didn't play a lot was like, uh, and I also played with him in Atlanta, Zaza Pachulia. You Pachulia know what I'm saying? Pachulia was a goon, man. That's one of the yeah. Zaza Pachulia was one of the most random follows I ever got on Twitter in my huh. life, bro. I, bu I busted yeah. out laughing <laughs> when he followed me, bro. <laughs> yeah. No, but Zaza was the Yo, he wanted that smoke with KG. He wanted that smoke yeah, with KG this, uh, that year. Yeah he, yeah, he was a consummate pro, though. Like, he honestly, like, make sure you do this. Make sure you do that. Cal was the same way. You know what I'm saying? These guys is not going to be top 10 ESPN highlights. You know what I'm saying? Cal did a few times, maybe 10, 12 threes, you know, but um, these guys was the guys that was going to be daily making sure that you were staying on your grind. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Those are the guys. You know, like, the guys, the young superstars, like Ja, he gonna get that with Marcus Smart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? He gonna need that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, hopefully. I, nah, he gonna be all right. He just, he gotta chill out, but he gonna be all right. You know what I'm saying? But it's a lot of those, like, you know, they need that, you know. So, Amo, you spent some time with the Mavericks towards the end of your career. As we sit here and look at Kyrie, the, the dynamic with him and Luka, like Kyrie has already proven that he can sacrifice. He played with Braun. He sacrificed. He hit the game winner in the NBA Finals. But now I think Luka is going to have to make a sacrifice in Dallas playing with Kyrie because Luka always has the ball in his hands. Last year was like a sample size with those two guys. 
But I feel like this year, is Luka going to take that next step? Because I think he can win the MVP this year. I got him on my short list for MVP candidates. But is Luka going to make a sacrifice? Because Kyrie already showed us he can sacrifice playing with Braun. I need to break that shit up, bro. So you it's don't not going to work. You think so? Hell no, nah, bro. It's not going to work, bro. Mm. They both play too much alike. And the better player that's younger is Luka. You got to figure out how to build that. Say, what, what can they yeah. say to Luka for him to... Take a step down. I mean, I just don't. That's Luca's team. That's Luca's team, and he's the point guard. Six eight can do everything Kyrie can do, but more efficiently and at a higher clip. And he's more available. You got to find a way to get some picks, another superstar or a star next to Luca that can be conducive to that offense. Lakers fans out there, y'all know I'm just saying, man, it's real shit. I know got PTSD, but it would be the beautiful basketball fit with Braun and Kyrie and AD, man. D'Angelo Russell, Russell, you better better be on your shit this year because your contract is very tradable, (laughs) D'Lo. That's what it is, bro. After that that grace period come, after you can start trading players, a lot of people are going to get moved. You know what I'm saying? After It's going to happen. And I don't think the Kyrie Luca thing is. I think it's fun to watch. I'm watching every Dallas game. Me and my son watching every Dallas yeah, game. Yeah, we we locked in. Yeah, but I don't think if you're trying to win in the playoffs, that's gonna happen, bro. He got, bro. When when Kyrie got traded there, bro, the whole team sunk. They lost hella games after that, bro. Yeah, you know what I'm did. saying. So what I would think, say, look, what, man. What do y'all think? What do y'all think it is with Kai because he is so talented. He is. The one of the most skilled players, but when it equates to wins outside of playing with Braun, he hasn't really been a bona fide winner outside of playing with Braun. What do y'all think that right there encompasses? What what is that? Go ahead, Lex. I'm listening. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't and I don't and I I I'm a huge fan of Kyrie's game, not so much of his antics, but you know, that's nor here nor there. But, I mean, it's like you look at, like, a Carmelo Anthony. Like, some me- people are just put on this earth to, to get buckets and be amazing at basketball, maybe not win championships. And that's okay. Like but that. you don't drag people down with you who want to win championships. And I think that's where the so much of the negativity comes from is right. that, like, you just want to win a championship. But, like, that doesn't take away from the fact of how good of a basketball player he is and we probably won't see a player like Kyrie ever again but it's like I mean I just saw a clip on, on Twitter with Gil talking about the Hall of Fame because he wasn't yes. happy with the yes. Hall of Fame let's, let's so talk like, about it let's talk about it Lexi he was like, who cares if you have five championships if you average 12 points a game like I see where he's coming from but it's like you have some people who value buckets you have some people who value championships like you're not going to please everybody so I think we just need to appreciate Kyrie for the player that he is and the fact that he is a NBA he is an NBA champion. So, so I do I do, sure. I do feel like having a championship is like the extra icing on the cake. It doesn't validate you. And the reason I say that is Iverson is my top two all-time favorite player, never won a championship. Right. But mm-hmm. I was happy. I was happy that they beat the Lakers in game one against Shaq and Kobe. That's one of the highlights of my basketball memories of, as a, you know, as a young person. 
but Iverson never got a chip. Some of my other favorite players never got chips. I was a huge Barkley fan, never got a chip. And uh-huh. both of y'all have been role players, like I said. And, and I look at guys like a Chris Bosh and a Kevin Love. Like Chris Bosh was 26 and 13, Toronto. Like Kevin Love was getting 20, 20 double doubles, breaking double double records in Minnesota. And people were calling him soft, but he came play with Braun. He got the chip. He'd been to the finals so many times. I think I saw a stat where he's been to the finals every year he's made the play. Every year he's made the postseason, he's played in the finals. Even last year with the Miami Heat. So those guys had to sacrifice. That's the word I want to use tonight that I was saying earlier. Bosch and Kevin Love, they've really come to mind. Even Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, the the Mm -hmm. 08 Celtics team, all those guys bought in. Like, is Booker going to do that this year? Is Beal going to do that? Is Luka going to do that? Is James Harden going to do that? Because how do y'all feel about Embiid, right? Like, how do y'all think Joel feels about all this all these extras and these antics that y'all seeing from James. Because I think Embiid's going to make a statement this year. He's going to be top three in the MVP. And if they oh, flame out I? again, if they flame out a fucking again, Embiid's going to say, yo, I want to. He's going to pull an Anthony Davis. Can I just say something, man? And I, I, I love, I mean, man, no disrespect to, you know, James Harden. He didn't put in his work in the game. You know, um, he... Yeah, he Jets. I got Mikey Jets. If y'all, if y'all he don't gonna, know this, Mikey Jets. He gonna he gonna go down as a Hall of Famer. What's good? What's good? He gonna go down as a Hall of Famer. All that, right? You know what I'm saying? Um, but I just feel like just at this point, bro, just retire, bro, because it's like it's it's, it's, it's like, go that far, bro. Listen, bro. Listen, it ain't no disrespect to the man because it's just like. But, bro, it's like at this point, bro, you 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 blaming everybody but yourself. You know what I mean? Um, right. I seen a post. I forgot who it was, but <laughs> they were saying, like, nah, Daryl Morey ain't lying. It's just Daryl Morey seen that you ain't got it no more like you used to. And that's and that's just what it is. You know what I mean? That's what, like, that's what Amos said uh, the last show. Yeah, like it just yeah. he he don't he's not the the player he once was. He has lost a step, and there's nothing wrong with that. He still can have spurts and still be. And I feel like he just being childish. Like Philly is a good scenery for you, bro. You it just fits everything that you represent. The beard you have a beard. Philly's known for beards. Like that's just good for marketing <laughs> right there. Then you playing with one of the all time just dominant centers right now. You know what I mean? Like he needs your help. Like, y'all got a, a good one-two punch. He just needs you probably to be a little bit more consistent, but... You got Tyrese Maxey with y'all. Y'all got yeah, a good squad. You got they good got a, players. Yeah, they got, a decent, they got a decent team to get a legit shot in the East to come out the East. They just It's just all about them being healthy. But it's just like, bro, if you go somewhere else at this point, bro, I just feel like <laughs> you're you you, you tarnishing your legacy. Like, it's already been took some hits. You know yeah. what I mean? Because mm-hmm. of Brooklyn, because of the Brooklyn shit, because of that way you forced your way out of uh, out of Houston, you came in out of shape, and it's like, bro, it's like at this point, bro, respectfully, just, you just, I just feel like you might need to retire, bro, and that ain't no, I don't, you know, I don't mean no disrespect, but it's just like, man, you know, he 
he done made his money and he he, he could do so much many more things just uh you know just off the track. <laughs> oh my god you know, you already put him on you know put him in hollywood making movies and everything already <laughs> look, 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 look like my man want to party and stuff so it's like man let's just open up a couple clubs bro you can you know be big with that with little baby right. you know what I'm saying? You can make a crazy pivot and it could be very good for him he can and Look, baby will probably let him AR one is that next album. <laughs> I'm like, man, it's many Look, lanes. Real like, talk. Hey, it's hey, many lanes. Crazy. Hard to get in because he, he, I mean, he's already <laughs> made a, a, a shitload of money. You know, he's wealthy. Um, and, and I just think he's going to have many businesses, you know, to to do. I mean, you know, it's a lot of stuff popping in, you know, just in Houston and just the cities yeah, that. Franchise, he, make a franchise yeah. burgers. Franchise, yeah, 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 he can do that that with Bun, you know, put some money. Shout out OG Bun, man, he made a million in a few months, man. Shout out OG Bun, man, real dude. Hey, Mikey, I I, I real say this, y'all. I saw the Bun B video, I know y'all saw it too. I don't know if he was in Times Square, but I did not recognize. I didn't. I didn't recognize Uncle Bun on that video. I, the, color, <laughs> <laughs> the, voice, the voice was crazy, Uncle Bun. Yeah, the voice was insane. He, he different <laughs> right now. He a bit. This is business Bun. This ain't you know Bun. You, hey, yo, you know. You know what I called him, Mikey? I called him Brio. She's Brioche Bun B now. He's Brioche. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you get that money like Bun get. Man, yeah. you know what time it is. I mean, they had a long bro. Anytime they had you on Good Morning America, bro, and and they highlight you, bro, you you know you done did something like you know. Hey, Lex, that's like Good Morning America. Hey, Lexi and Amo, are we gonna switch up like that? When they throw us like the 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 real real crazy bag, are we gonna switch up and do the Bun B voice on the on the video? I'm waiting on it right now, bro. I can't wait. That's a fact. Tell them, Lex. We are That's how we are. Yes. Yeah, I'm chilling. But <laughs> the shit coming and I'm looking at, I'm gonna have a different voice, maybe like Bun. I don't care. It's on. You know what Yo, I'm saying? But nah, guy, we got yeah. my guy Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil, he been waiting on the line. Uncle Phil, one of my some dudes starting five during the season, during the playoffs. What's good, my brother in Christ? How you feeling tonight, bro? Man, I'm I'm good. How's the connection? Is it good? Yeah, you sound yeah. good, man. You're not you're not underwater tonight. You sound good, <laughs> Uncle Phil. <laughs> so just, just shout out to the crew and to let me piggyback on something you said because you were talking about James Harden. But let's look at the big fella in the middle. As you said before, he needs to be in better shape for the pl- playoffs. We can't have That's you break fact. it down in the. We can't have yeah. you break it down in the first round. We can't because this this on your shoulders. Talking about you, potentially speaking, if you gonna not show up again in Boston or something, and you talking about you want out, well, it's your fault you didn't get the job done because at this point. We know James Harden. I ain't never been the biggest fan of his playing style anyway, but I can still respect greatness. Like, we, we right. know he's n- not what he once was, but this is on you. So maybe James Harden is your third option on this year. Maybe we need Tyrese Maxey to take another step. Yeah. But this needs to be on you, big dog. Like, you got to be in better shape in March and April and May to try to get to June. Like, you got to be the one. You got, like, we, we can't. The regular season success is cool and all, but like, you know, in part, you got I agree so. with you on MB, Phil. My thing with Joel, y'all, is I see him settle for those crazy ass step backs. He's trying to play like a guard in the playoffs when I feel like 
there's no other dominant big in the East other than Bam that can really guard you to any extent. Like, I feel like we should be seeing more 40-plus games in the playoffs from Joel because I do agree he's out of shape. He's never been, like, yeah. in great – Even if you go back and look at Shaq in Orlando, those years, even the early oh, L.A. Laker years, bro, Shaq oh, was in court like a deer. Bro. Or Hakeem, 95 Hakeem. Yeah. Yes, nah, sir. but you know what it is? He always he always get a little nick and nag injury towards the end of the season, like a you know whether it's his ankle, foot, knee, something that's gonna be like that bothers him through the through through the you know the playoff run. So last year, toward the end of the season, he 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 injured something. I think it was his knee or something. He was he was playing. He was I mean he was he wasn't playing a hundred percent. You know, really nobody's hundred percent. You know, going into playoffs right. like that. Right. But I'm just saying he wasn't like. At the at, at the the way y'all want him to dominate, where he can go down low and do all that, he just he hasn't been able in the playoffs. Is like it's healthy. Like I think if he go in at least eighty five percent, where he ain't got like like if he got a couple upper body body injuries versus lower body injuries, I think he'd be you know he we'll see that dominant you know that forty twenty you want to see out of him. You know what I'm saying? But you're not gonna see that if he's got some ailing, you know, lower body energy, in injuries and stuff, so. But that comes with being in shape during the season. Yeah, that, that too. You know how great Carmelo Anthony is? How great Carmelo Anthony was. He never could stay in shape during the season. Like, in all the seasons, yeah. we see him working out with, like, guys like Chris Brickley. Shout out to Chris. Shout out to Melo, one of my favorite players in college and the NBA, favorite people ever. But staying in shape in season is different than just off the season workouts. You don't have nothing else to do but workout. Is it right. the season? Is, 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 it, and is it like yeah. bad dieting and eating habits bad? What is it? Yeah, diets, traveling, all that shit. Like all that shit comes into play. So like Joel has to take that next step. Because if you're getting little knickknack injuries, hamstring, that comes from not being in the best shape you can be in with the load you have to take on. Right. Honestly, it's a little harder. I mean like yeah you play you play all the minutes in the games, but now mm -hmm. that my role has completely shifted these last like two years from not playing at all, and I was always still in like really, really excellent shape, not playing because I had a lot of energy and a lot of time. Right. Now I'm playing like 30 plus minutes a game, and you still got to find additional time to make sure that you're staying in shape and recovering. Like, I I never really understood that part of it because I never had experienced it because obviously when you were in college, like you can go out all night, get up, play, like whatever. You're you're just a different type of person right. in college. You get a little older, like you gotta focus on those things. So right. I mean it's hard. Right. Like even when I look at some players in both leagues, I'm just like, How are you how you look like this mid season? You playing all these minutes. But I get it now. It's like real it's real talk. All time. To mm -hmm. make sure your body's good and you're recovering and you're getting sleep, but then like you got the players like a James Harden who like clearly likes to go have fun, be outside. Like, so y'all wow. saying, so y'all <laughs> saying the carbs, the carbs are winning. The carbs, Boy, and the that, that shit, bro, that shit catch up with you quick. Yeah, carbs and so yeah, like, that shit catch up with you quick, bro. Yeah, you not get, you not getting younger as you're going through that. That your career when you get older, we're not getting younger, so you I've gotta always, do different shit. Yeah. I've always had like a crazy respect for y'all, like the pro basketball players. A lot of fans sit on Twitter all day and argue about stats and analytics. The stuff mm -hmm. I'm fascinated about is conversations like the travel, right? Where you got a game right. in Charlotte, 
Then you got to fly to D.C. You land at two or three in the morning. You rush to the hotel. You try to get in the bed, sleep. You get up, go to shoot around, do it all again over and over. That part of being a professional basketball player, like I commend y'all so much for that because I'm going to keep it real with y'all. Like last week I went to the Beyonce concert. That's the most recent thing. I I slept so good for like the next two days after that, right? That's just going yeah. to the concert. So I couldn't imagine playing like basketball at the highest level against the best professionals and then having to the, 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 the wrestle with getting enough sleep. How important is that as far as being in optimum shape, like the sleep part and the travel? Are, are, is it like muscle memory at a certain point where you like you feel like you're a robot on autopilot at a certain point? Lexi, you go first. And I, I, mean, I want to like, hear, hear you. <laughs> I look back at like how I like lived my life in college. And I was just like, how was I doing all of this? Eating like trash <laughs> out all the time, drinking trash liquor, like tacos, tacos. Like at Waffle House AM, like and then getting up for practice. At 7 a.m., going to a game, being an All American. I'm just like, how was I able to do this? But like, it's, it's your age. And then now, like, I'm talk 28 shit, years talk old. Your shit, talk your shit alert. You snuck that in there, Lex. I'm you said, 28 now. And I'm like, I need, to go, to, bed. I need to go to bed. And I, I, it's rest and recovery is so important. And I used to think it was just like, if you have nagging injuries or things like that, but like, no, like that's how you prevent. It's all preventative stuff too. And just being in tune with your body and things like that. It's so important. And you learn that like as you get older, as you navigate the professional world and also the type of vets you have, because there are some vets that like, just don't care. And then there's some that's vets who are like, like NECA on my, on my team. I have never had a teammate that takes care of their body as well as NECA. Yes, and right. she looks like she's in great shape. Crazy. Yes. Sure. She takes yeah. great care of her body all year round. And people really have no idea like how much work she additional work she puts in. Like she she, she hasn't missed a game. I think she missed one game this year. Like and she doesn't miss games. So it's like credit to like that, even availability and longevity, I think after skill set, like that's like one of the most important things is your availability and your longevity as a player for sure. That's a fact. I ain't gonna lie, like my vet that was like that was Nazi Muhammad. Played 20, like 20, 18, 19, 20 years in the league. Jeez. And he was the guy where I look at and say, that's the standard in terms of this working out shit every day. You know what I'm saying? To make sure that you can, if they ask you to play, you weren't even getting engaged. You weren't harder than everybody. Yeah, Nazi, my guy. That's my that's my vet. You know what I'm saying? To this day, on some life shit. You know what nah, I mean? But Nazi, yeah, that's that's an uptown legend, man. You from uptown, man. North Pole. Yeah. Chicago, yeah. That's know? my guy. That's my brother, yeah, from the shot. Yeah, yeah. That's my his so son. Brother, all... his brother was nice too. Yeah, yeah his, you know, his son Nazi. just committed. Hey, Mikey, why I got you on here? Not to cut you off, Ed, but why I got you on mm-hmm. here with Anthony Morrow and Lexi? We were talking about Will Bynum and Georgia Tech players the last episode. Mikey Jets, so, Chicago uh, OG. Mikey that's Jets, my, that's my Chicago. Bro, talk mm-hmm. about some of those Chicago guys like Will Bynum because Amo played with Will at Georgia Tech. Man, that's my bro, bet too. Will, Will, 
Will was um first man. Shout out to Thrill, man. That's my brother. Um, Shout out to the Thrill. Man, yeah. he, uh, I I mean, just watching him in high school, bro, was was different, bro. Cause dude was, you know, you would see his height and you'd be like, you know, he was he was a little stocky, swole, you know. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. he was a stocky yeah. small. He was like Robert Pack. Y'all remember yeah, Robert he was, Pack? He was like he was like a little yeah. running pack, right? You know what I'm saying? He was one of my coaches. But he was so he was so quick with his handles. He had handles like Iverson, but just way more deadly, though. like way more quicker. He took what Iverson had and just made it just and just put that Shatown sauce on it where it was like it was like a mixture of just like Tim Hardaway, Isaiah, yeah. everybody yeah. that had like dope handles. <laughs> All in yeah. one, but then he had the bounce like crazy. Like you, you know, like we see them D Rose highlights. He was doing that before D Rose. Like D Rose, that's who D Rose uh, patented a lot of his game from from Bill Will Bynum. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Going up watching, watching Will Bynum. It's, it's the same type of just athletic game, and just to see what Will did, you know, from going to Arizona. And you know, playing one year over there with a crowded, you know, uh, backcourt and team that that was, and then going over to Georgia Tech and leading them, you know, helping them lead them, you know, with Jared Jack and, and the rest of the crew, leading them to a national championship, even though they lost. I mean, man, they, I mean, he stood out the most, like in that championship game, because he was the only one that, you know, couldn't get couldn't get shut down. Everybody else was. Just went cold that game. He was going in chest to chest with Omeka Oka for going in the cup, crossing up Ben Gordon, going at like lighting them up. I mean, he probably the only dude I know got a fifty ball in Duke in that oh, gym. Go look that game up. He had Bruh. a fifty point ball game in loud ass Duke when they hollering. Uh, and he out there whoosh whoosh whoosh. <laughs> He's out there just quiet the crowd, bro. Like it's just. Dude got moments, man, but he he's definitely one of the all-time Chicago greats. And to this day, Will can play right now and still get somebody 40, 50 points. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's Bro, still I, hey, Hell yeah. Hey, I'm going to keep it. Hey, Jet. Hey, Mike, on some real shit. I just left Chicago with him two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I went out there for some business. He had me on the west side. We watched the Terrence Crawford, Errol Spence fight. Mm -hmm. And I was with family because they would be they've been family since I was at tech. I was a freshman. We was in the same right, school. Right, right, right. It's still my big bro. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. I told the story last episode. You know, Thrill was like, you know, he ain't necessarily go to class all the time. So he like knock on my door 1.30 in the morning. Hey, let's go work out. If you know anything about Georgia Tech, mm -hmm. you go to the arena. You know, Georgia Tech is like downtown Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Go work out. Then we play one on one full court. The gym, the lights, the the regular lights are, but you can still see. And then after that, we go to that Crystals or that McDonald's right there. Mm -hmm. By patchwork, by patchwork, the, the studio mm -hmm. with Jeezy and all used to be at. Mm -hmm. We go all over the place after that. I'm like, man, I got class in the morning. All right, get your ass class. That was Thrill. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Man, I called. Yeah. I said, I'm coming to Chicago. Hey, I'm picking you up from the airport. Type yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? That's who he is, but he he was special at Tech. I, I signed to go there when they went to that championship. I signed my junior year. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, bro, different. You know yeah, what I mean? He, I, mean, I he, couldn't he jump like him. He gave that team that extra boost that year because I remember even when Hell they... Hell yeah, he did. I remember, yeah. I remember, you know, just for, just for the Chicago, like, 
to see my two brothers go at it like in the final four. Shout out my brother, all time defensive great Tony Allen, who was just T-A, named Big T. Shout out T A. Who was just named by Steph Curry as one of the his toughest defenders to ever guard him. So even Steph Curry has acknowledged that T.A. was one of the um, toughest defenders to ever guard him, mm-hmm. along with Drew Holiday and, uh, he said, uh, 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 Ron Artest. Yep, yep. Shout out to T.A. I got to say tough. it, bro. Tony Allen is on some dude's all-time moving the puppies. He's a first-team puppy mover, bro. I mean, he Kobe, Kobe acknowledged him like, man, that's the dude. Yeah. Who and his hands, his most, hands, his hands fire. were so strong. But Bro. that's just a testament to the, the, the look, though. Tony Allen, just imagine, just imagine a full a team full of guys playing defense like Tony Allen. That was Chicago basketball <laughs> fact in high like, school. Hey, look, so. when I think of Tony <laughs> Allen. When I think of Tony Allen, y'all, it's like he got those shade tree mechanic hands, bro. Like he got those rough hands, bro. Oh, he got him, bro. And he's strong too. So it's like he wanted them defenders. Like you gotta have some strength to you, like because he'll force you a certain way. Like you know what I'm saying? You gotta James have Posey, like James yeah. Posey. James Posey yeah. was like that. Yeah, yeah, James Posey he, he was does. like that too. Yeah, but it, it but it's that just that Shakai. He come from that Red West, man. That. That, that man, they gonna tell stories about that Red West. Hopefully, somebody, you know, in Chicago one day put together a documentary. Hey, Lexi, about hey, Lexi, hey, Lexi, Lexi Brown, you spent time in Chicago. You got a With championship ring. What was your time like in Chicago? Did you go to any? Did you see any outdoor games? Were you in the trenches a little bit, watching some hoops in Chicago when you were there? Shout out, Captain Carter. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. Uh, no, I stayed away from the trenches. Um, <laughs> and I was out though. I, I was out. I very much enjoyed summertime shy since I was not playing. Like it. But I had a great summer and finished it off with a championship. Talk your shit. That, but it was fun. Like, like us, like we were talking about earlier. Like, as far as like taking care of your body, it's like. There's there is a balance, and if you if you your role is designated like you not really gonna play like there are ways to like stay sane. And for me, it was just enjoying the city, so I could show up as my best self, like in the way that they needed me to be. Um, you know, if I like locked myself away, sad and depressed, I wasn't playing a lot. Like I wouldn't have been that person that they needed me to be on that team right. with That's like really energy, true. energy. I made people laugh. They wanted to go out. They would take. So Lexi, how hard was it? Lexi, how hard was it? Be honest with me. We on the Some Dude Show live on AMP. How hard was it when you were playing in Chicago with this guy? How hard was it trying to balance staying in shape and that glorious Chicago food that I've heard so much about? Um, how hard was it? <laughs> hey, I'm a gym rat. So staying in shape for me is never a problem. Like that's one of the things that has followed me from team to team is like that girl always in the gym, like running or lifting or and getting a court workout in. So um I've I love food and <laughs> you know <laughs> I where, where, where we where do you rank Chicago's food? Where we ranking Chicago food, y'all? You played in the league and you traveled all around all the NBA stops. Lexi, you've been to a lot of the WNBA stuff. Where we rank it? Who's on? Who's number one on the food list? Number one on the foodie list. Uh, 
What steakhouse? Where, where we got to pull up and do an episode of the Some Do Show in Chicago? You want to know what a, a sneaky foodie <laughs> city is? Orlando. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like a little, yeah, like a little low key turn up and food spot is Orlando for sure. Yeah, because yeah. I live there now shit. in the off season. Yeah. I grew up there, and yeah, I've been pleasantly surprised with the food in Orlando for sure. Yeah. Like Mexican, a Mexican food spots, like a lot of ethnic food. It's everything. And then they have this humongous place near Disney, and it's like just hella food trucks. It's like food truck world or something. I've, I've been it's a melting pot. People yeah. think it's just Miami, but Orlando is a melting pot too. So you gotta you get a lot of different type of foods, food restaurants. We, we, had, uh, we had Quentin Richardson on a couple episodes ago, and Quentin said, I asked him why he settled in Orlando. He said, bro, the sunshine. <laughs> the yeah, sunshine. Mm -hmm. Right, it's very low key. It's Miami is right there, yep. you know. Yep. They have a <laughs> yeah, Tampa, Tampa. Yeah, it's a nice clear little water. Spot. You got the clear water right there by Orlando. Yes, that's love. No state tax. Everything. No state taxes down there. Yep. I thought about moving down there. I stayed in Charlotte, but I'm like, man, that's the move. Real talk, bro. Hey, and right. can we can we explain to the people? Shout out to everybody listening to the Some Do Show, man. We got people in their cars, Ox Core, they riding around live radio. This is live radio, y'all. Charlotte, North Carolina. Can you break down to the people? Because a, a lot of years went by where people didn't really take Charlotte serious as a sports city. You know, the Charlotte mm -hmm. Hornets had some glory days with Alonzo, Larry Johnson era. I was a kid then. They sold out the Charlotte Coliseum back then before they tore it down. But we've seen like a surge in Charlotte lately. Like the Panthers on the rise, got a new quarterback, Bryce Young. Shout out to Bryce. Right. Like yeah. it's a thriving city, bro. Like Charlotte, do you think LaMelo Ball is, is a chance he can move from Charlotte or he gonna stay there? Because Charlotte is like it's like the golden land. Like you said, it's like a it's like a, a hot, it's becoming a, a basically like a bigger, not a bigger version of Atlanta, but a more eccentric Atlanta. Indeed, brother. I think Melo wants to stay. He wouldn't have took that extension. He could have been forced his way out. I was in the front office with the Hornets, and I saw how much he embraced the city. You know what I'm saying? I'm born and raised there. They still got that arena over there, too, the Hive. And it's 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 still lit. They have events over there, but now everything is... They still got both of their arenas. Independence Arena, that's OS, the Bojangles Arena now. And um, just in terms of Charlotte as a city, man, like, People not going to Atlanta as much or DC. They coming to Charlotte. It's thriving for real. We number we teetered between two and three in terms of um, banking because we the head of Bank of America. Shout out to Hubert Call family and everybody over there. But See, we it's talking, we talk, we're, talking that, we're talking that talk on the sub dude. Show, we're gonna right? get on that business. We're gonna talk that business. Uh, it's going yeah. down, bro. How you, know you think the WNBA team would be returning to Charlotte right now? I would love it. We would love it. We would love it. I would love that. We'd love the Charlotte team. Don Staley, like yes. Don Staley to this day, you know what I'm saying, is one of my favorite WNBA players. We 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 kind of, we really need that. It's just about how they're going to be able to finance it. And I think that the NBA needs to have more support on that. On God, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I always said this, Lexi, and you can 
you know, you can you can talk to me about it, but you know, Kobe Bryant, God bless the big home. He embraced women basketball more than anybody I ever seen that was a superstar. And that's just facts. You know what I'm saying? Because y'all are literally way more skilled as kids than we are. Because all we want to do is dunk on everybody. You want to do the and one more. Right. And women retain. I ain't gonna lie. I got AM AM training 456 on Instagram. Anthony Marl training 456 on Instagram. And I worked out to shout out to Janae Sanders. She's going to, she's the point guard at UMass. And I worked out a little kid. She's like, she's nine years old. And I, her name is Nina. And I worked out like, it means mostly boys, but the girls I work out, even little Nina, the little baby, I can tell her to do a drill one time and how to do it. She retained the information and apply it right then. It ain't no saying it three times. I said, the, so the girls understand it. Yeah. Now I start understanding why Kobe was so locked in. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, and it, it it made me it made me understand that you know what I'm saying because I I didn't I know Kobe but I don't I, I knew Kobe but I didn't know him like I know cuffs or we have conversations like we all on now but I said them girls be retaining the information and applying it right then that's why yeah. they're so much more skilled at a young age you know right. what I'm saying mm-hmm. and um I think they need to put more emphasis on the WNBA um. I got a question for Lexi, but I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to ask right now. We, we can keep talking about everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I, said, I think, I think I, you know what I'm going to ask. <laughs> I, I agree with everything you just said. And I think Kobe, he loved the women's game for, like, because of how we play, like, the women's game. Like, he never, we never caught him comparing the women's game to the men's game. And I think Ever. that that Never. was what we all loved about Kobe is that he just loved the beauty of what women's basketball was, and he loved the beauty of what men's basketball is. And right. it's not too different, but it is different. And I, I mean, my few tweets that I have gotten off this WNBA season is when Diana Taurasi got her ten thousandth point. We was watching. They. <laughs> compared it to LeBron becoming the all-time leading scorer, Diana Taurasi has been the all-time leading scorer for, like, four years. Like, that's not the comparison. Like, I don't like when they do that anyway, but now you're also doing it incorrectly, and now you're opening up a gate of just a lot of criticism that was unnecessary to begin with because DT already has – she already broke the record. She already is the all-time leading scorer. It's not the same – at all like not even remotely close but then you put like how many points you have Thirty-seven thousand, something like that and her ten thousand. like you're automatically like putting like you're already making her accomplishment seem small compared to his and i don't like when espn they do that all the time and i tell them lexi tell them lexi i'm gonna step in real quick lexi fuck that listen stop paying bullshit narratives dt already did it four years ago Exactly. Her flowers right. now. Braun is Braun. DT been that since she was, you know, in college. Now she like that now, of course. So give her, her flowers. Don't compare nothing. Don't compare. You, 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 you don't have if to. you great at this game, you great at this game, you great at this game. Fuck right. all that. Like they Get did out. it to Rosa Thomas. They did it on television. When she yeah. got her bubbles, they were like, 
the one WNBA player. They did it on a bar graph. I'm like, you guys go out of your way to make the WNBA look crazy. And it's becoming more and more evident as I get older and as and disrespectful. get more petty and petty. Because why would you make a bar graph that says that? Because you like, get the nerve, you get the nerves yeah, to come in. No disrespect to the nerves, the analytics, everybody breaking shit right. down. Like, why would you make a bar graph with that much discrepancy and the person you're highlighting is the little bar? How does that make exactly. sense? Exactly. Why do you I need to show like that? Itty bitty. Like, it was so, yeah. it was so. You don't horrible. have to show that. Yeah, you, you ain't got to show that. Yeah, like, show her greatness. That's oh, it. Don't compare exactly. nobody. You feel me? And that's what it is, but that's what the media do. But that's why we the new media. Right, we the new, we the new media. I Fuck saw that me. and I was like, oh yeah, this is this is a crazy one. Because yeah, why would you do that? You guys spent all this time talking about what the NBA players did when you really could have just rolled a highlight reel of her and talked about how great she's been great of a season she's been having. But y'all chose to do With this. All the content you. and highlights she has. Just show her. Just show her, but y'all want to said. Because you knew that people were gonna get online and start talking about it, and I hate that. Should like, be weird. Like, like, I, like I've been telling y'all, I know y'all been seeing this on Twitter lately, but a lot of these networks, these big name networks, they're even more thirsty for engagement now because yep. they see platforms like ours. You see platforms like Gil, like these guys out here with their own platforms. We are the culture, so they gotta try to like copy us. But at the same time, they still think in the old way. It's like, man, real basketball fans, we don't give a shit about them stupid ass conversations y'all having. Like, <laughs> I, I want to appreciate players. Like some of the conversations we had here tonight, randomly about the travel, about getting optimal rest. Like those are the type of conversations and those nuggets and those stories that real basketball like purists and fans they want to hear that shit more than just the typical. Yeah. Michael Jordan, LeBron shit every fucking day. Like, I feel like people are like so <laughs> mind numb. Like, they're like some real Nimrods, man. Like, it's like, do y'all wake up every day wanting to do that? <laughs> man, if, you gonna, yeah. if, if you're going to do it, go all the way, drop some names because you know how it is. It's, it's like being, having like a halfway journalism background, it's so frustrating to see the sport debate shows take over the way they have. And, of course, it ain't just the Stephen A. thing. He ain't the only one. But just to have all them guys, just all that they do, especially like the crossover sports, the football players talking about basketball players. Oh, I I'm, not, I'm, not I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. Like, like, yeah. dog, for real. It, it, it's, it's so frustrating because watching real journalism at work is something fascinating. Like those real inside conversations with people are on the ground Oh, like doing it every day, there's an appreciation right. for it. It's it's so it. We could do it all night, but I, I just like man, it's it's, it's so goddamn stupid. Sometimes hey, just Uncle, to see how hey, Uncle Phil, Uncle Phil, I tell people like this: if somebody calls me right now and say, "Yo, bro, we got a nice little bag for you, but we want you to talk lacrosse cuffs. We want you to talk rugby and lacrosse." <laughs> You know, I'm going to be like, look, I appreciate the the, the, no, the offer, but I don't know. That's not my wheelhouse, my brother. About I'm, a, it. I'm, a member, I'm a member of the Boxing One Club. Lexi Brown, Aunt Morrow, that's our new nickname. We the Boxing One Club. Like, Boxing I'm One, let's do Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a member of that club. Like, I'm going to ask y'all. We're going to go on a random tangent. Aunt Morrow, Lexi, 
What what grade were you in when you first saw your first boxing? Oh. Movie? I, I, saw mine, I, saw my, I saw mine in 10th grade. And I said, yo, they really paying attention to me out here. I didn't hit three or four threes. When was the first time you got enshrined into the boxing one club, Lexi? I don't know. Honestly, I, it was it was elementary school. It was I was young. I don't remember when, but it was. was like, get, what is on the, get on, get on, get on, Lexi Brown. That's what it was saying. Yeah. Get, on, <laughs> get, on D Brown, get on D Brown's daughter. Get on D Brown's daughter. You oh, heard that a lot, seriously. right? Yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. But. That's funny. Little kids doing boxing ones is just one of the funniest things ever. Little kids playing defense in general is hilarious. But yeah, I saw that early. What about and how old were you when you saw your first boxing one? See, boxing one, I was 13 years old. I had 65. Yeah. Playing for the Charlotte. They asked the homies. I call the homies right now. I'm 13 years old playing for the Charlotte Nets. I never seen that before in my life. Actually, it was a it was like a triangle. It was it was two people. You know what, what I'm saying? Yeah, I was 65. I had, I had 14. No, I was really tall. You, you said you had 65 oh. and 13. What that was like what? That was like seventh, eighth grade. Bro, I'm going to the seventh. How is that possible? Seventh grade. Shout out to the Charlotte Nets, Coach Maceo Bowden, Coach Carey, uh, Coach Pearl, all of them. They saw it. We That's were outside. Of never yeah, forget my parents. For they never yeah, let no, at all. Yeah, it was in like Concord, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. It was in Concord, North Carolina, and they had two people guard me, and I hit like fourteen threes. That's when <laughs> it was like, yo, he can really shoot. You know what I'm saying? That's when I knew I was a better shooter than people of my age. You know what I'm saying? This was stuff was a baby. You know what I'm saying? Right. Stuff can still shoot like that, though. Don't get me wrong. He still always had game like that. I was just older. Yeah, 65. They said boxing one. Head to head. Went triangle. Um, That's insane. That's literally insane. Look, head to head. Go ahead, Lexi. So I think it's funny when people score that much in high school. Like, how do you have enough? There's not even enough minutes. Like you, be, you're getting them shots up quick because those eight, games I are eight minute court. Yeah, I wasn't in high school. I was in an AAU game. Those games are even shorter. <laughs> yeah, it's like six minute quarters. <laughs> I don't know I what I was on that day. So my mom, yeah, Angela Moore, my mama, she was. Well, I don't know what you was on. We leave. We going to McDonald's after the game. We going back to shop. Yeah, we no. Well, what you had going on today? Bro, I'm telling you, this is real shit. Like it's real hey, stories, yo, bro. Hey, yo, aunt, hey, yo, aunt, after that 65 piece at 13, you definitely got to order off the grown man menu at McDonald's. You got a double quarter pounder instead of a, a Mac chicken that day. One thousand percent got the double quarter pounder, two fries. <laughs> she let me you get a milkshake and a sprite, the big sprite. On the way back to the all the way back to the city. Yeah, that was the first <laughs> time I ever experienced a boxing one. They did like it's like a triangle two, but the two was on me. That's Ooh, that's why I get some. I tell people to get so much respect and stuff because I said, man, they did that shit to him when he was at Davidson, and he yeah. still got off. And that coach got fired that for doing a- that. Well, you know you're different. It's real shit. You know what I'm saying? Real. We got my guy Chaz. Chaz pulling up on the Some Do Show. What's up, my brother? What's Chaz, good, man? What's I, up, wanted, bro? I wanted to. Talk, what's up, bro? 
I want. Can you hear me? Yeah. 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 You good? You clear? A different direction than what you guys are saying. So I want to address two of the things. I think at the with the with the media thing, um, I think what it is because they get the engagement. If they didn't get the engagement about it, then nobody they wouldn't still do it. But every day yeah. it, it is tiring. That's why it's good to get a fresh pr perspective. But these shows, that's what people spend online all day talking about. LeBron, 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 because that's what people cater to. And I agree. Right. Like I went to junior college, so I I, I like women's basketball when I was in junior college, mostly because I was dating probably like two or three girls that was playing. But anyway, oh, uh, go. Wow. Good job. Yeah, I was already on here talking shit. Let me tell you this: I had a 40-20-20 game, so I don't want to hear none of you pros over here ever telling me nothing. If you ain't never made the uh, win the shot at the top of the key in 21. Don't talk to me in basketball. Anyway, uh, <laughs> about, still uh, like you, bro. <laughs> hey, you, had, you, you, you would have had to see me. It's, I love you though. It's, I, I'm listening. No, no, no. You, I, I'm, I'm, 40, I'm 48 right now, and I still think my oh, shot. Okay. I still think I'm winning the shootout. But anyway, that's a whole another day. But listen about the Kobe thing. I think. The thing hey, the different <laughs> thing with Kobe is he had girls, man. So when he had he, him having girls makes him more support made him more supportive of the girls game and i think it's the same way like you guys it's the same thing with with how they do the the with all the who's the goat they market that stuff so much if they put as much energy into the wnba because i do be seeing some girls do some some moves i'd be like oh she did an in and out and i know most dudes can't even do that and i think that's the problem a lot of people make the argument well you know yeah you don't a lot of people don't pay attention to it it's because it's not in everybody's face if they put it in everybody's face more, then I think exactly. the results might come out better. But for some you reason, know, they just choose to go off the see? You know who I want to see get more screen time and more? Like, we've seen her on the State Farm commercials. But I want to see... Yes, yeah. I want to see Arike get more shine because she is one of the most... Get, her and Jewel Lord, they're two of the most skilled basketball players, certified buckets. Like, they can score from anywhere the footwork the handles like it's beautiful to watch i absolutely agree mm -hmm. yeah and they throw i mean dallas is throwing arike her her bag as as they should and as she deserves and she on the commercial so i think i think her time is coming um and then you know dallas just signed that big deal with the mavericks um i'm not really sure exactly what it is but apparently it's like a really big deal so happy for them about that so i feel like we're gonna start seeing Arike Moore, and she be in her little fashion bag, too, so she's, like, really a, a superstar. And I agree with you. Like, she deserves to be treated, like, as such, like, from a media standpoint. But I think I think her time is coming, you know. WNBA, they get stuck in their, in their ways and their narratives and their faves. And for whatever reason, Arike not a, one of their faves, but she proves it every night that she should be, so... I always, I always root for Arike unless I'm defending her on the court with her. But every other time, I, I, I really enjoy watching her hoop. Hey, yo, I know it's getting late, y'all. We're going to have to land this plane. But I want to announce next week, next week, live on AMP, some do show, Cuffs the Legend, downtown Lexi Brown, Anthony Morrow. Bro, we got we got Dennis Smith Jr. coming through next week. Another fellow North Carolinian, NC State legend. 
He's with the Brooklyn Nets now. He's been grinding in the offseason. I've seen him down there in Miami with Mike Beasley. Shout out to Mike Beasley, too, man. I feel like Mike Beasley should be in the NBA right now, along with DeMarcus Cousins. How y'all feel about that real quick? How do we feel about those type of guys, even Isaiah Thomas? I've been in the gym with Mike Beasley. We've done workouts together. And he, his his brain, like the way he thinks about the game is so, so unique. And I think it's good for the NBA. Obviously, whatever issues he had in the past is whatever. But it's like the way the conversations we were having about basketball were like just conversations I had never had before. And I thought, I mean, I thought he was great. I mean, I can't speak on, you know, how he acted in the league. So I'm obviously not in the league. But like being in the gym with him, I was like, this is this is an experience that I really enjoyed. And, you know, he's super talented. And super talented. Probably super one of the best talented. one-on-one players I've ever seen. Ever. Yes. Kevin, Kevin Durant, I tell you that, like, Michael Beasley was beating Braun one-on-one in Miami. Some, like, we, we heard reports of that. Like, Michael Beasley, we've seen him in the big three right now, currently. Like, Bees is a bucket. I want to see those guys get a, a final opportunity because I don't want those guys to walk off into the sunset. That does a lot to your mental health when you feel like you still have something left to give to the game, and the game is not giving anything back to you. Would y'all agree right. on that? Man? Like, I feel like, like yeah. Marcus Cousins... He's damn near crying out for another opportunity because regardless of what you say about him not being a really good defender, he still can fucking score on any big man in the league, bro. Bro, I'm going to tell you about Mike first. I was in Miami Summer League, and that's when they drafted him. He got there like two days later. So I was like, you know, undrafted, so I had to come in, you know, early. And he got drafted. He had to do all the media, all that stuff. And he came in a practice. That first time I seen him practice, bro, I said, I ain't never seen nothing like it. I talked to KD. I played with KD. KD told me, hey, bro, we're sitting down at a hookah spot somewhere in one city. And we had just played. I think Mike might have been in Minnesota or something at the time. He said, bro, it ain't no way that Michael Beasley should not be getting the same, like, attention money and everything that I'm getting, bro. Bro was better than me. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was, if he wasn't better, he was just as good. Mike Beasley is special. And we played early years in the summertime, like, in Atlanta at Georgia Tech, pick up games. And I used to tell Mike, I'm like, bro, I watched, I said, bro, I watched your moves in Miami. He's like, yeah, I know. I said, bro, listen, bro, you different. Real talk, left-handed, can do any move can shoot threes, can score mid-range, floaters, touch around the rim, dunk on people. You can play in the pick and roll, set the screen, roll. I said, bro, you different, bro. I ain't never seen nothing like you like that. He's like, yeah, man, I'm just trying to get it right. And when I saw him go on that podcast and start crying, yeah, the KD pivot. told me. Yeah, yeah that was pivot. really bad. Yeah, KD told me after I saw because I said, bro, that, I said, bro, he like you, but left-handed. He was like, man, you don't understand his background. Yeah. And once he kind of opened up about his background, I said, I understand it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, we got to, well, me on my side, I'm embracing. That's my exactly. brother. I love that's, that's, that's why I'm bringing it you up now I mean? because, like, yeah. whether he hears this or not, it's like, bro, I root for those guys because I'm a big mental health advocate, and you don't understand yeah. what some guys go through that play the game. And you can Life. see him. That interview on the pivot, I saw a part of him I ain't never really seen. I'm like, yo, bro. That dude just want to play basketball. 
Yeah. He wants he's so talented. He wants like, man, Yeah. But it gets to the point where you know somebody like that, you fuck with them on, on, on that level. It's like, man, fuck basketball. How you doing, bro? Yeah. You How feel? you doing, bro? Yeah. Yeah. It's real shit. And it's like, I love to see him still playing and working out. And I see him talking shit to people and stuff. But like, I'm retired. I can't do that. No. But when I see him still doing that, I love it. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, man, that, that was that boy Peace when he was a little kid. He just didn't. You know what I'm saying? They saw that. He was a number two pick. He'd have been number one in any other draft the last five years of when he got drafted. He a legit he 16. Number he, one legit, he a legit yeah. 16, bro. Yeah. 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 I mean, he liked that. I played against him and with him on the team. He the re he put him and Mario Thomas, bro. That pick and roll, and I was wide open in the corner, and they said, "Oh man, he can shoot." That's how I got the rest of my opportunities. I said when Mike rolled down, he was making the play if they came double teamed him, or if they didn't, it was like Michael Jordan with the left hand, Dominique Wilkins, bang out. You know what I'm saying? And it was it was easy for him. I'm like the game came so easy. But sometimes that NBA life, that lifestyle and everything that come with it, it could be a lot. I, I I got to the hotel. I don't have anything going on. I see two white Benzes pull up, might get out. And that man, work, he ain't ready for that kind of lifestyle at the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He number two pick in the draft. You know, and he was showing it and he was talented enough. And I never signed with Miami after that with Golden State. But I was like, that dude right there is on some other shit. I ain't seen it before. I called the homies. Like, this dude, Michael Beasley, bro. They say, he got, he, he, I said, yeah, he, you know, he a lottery pick. He the guy. He the franchise. Well, D-Wade's franchise, but I said, he's the guy. It was like, he good like that? I said, bro, we had one practice, bro. I watched him. The whole practice changed from the last two days when he came in. Everything changed. But if you're not ready to live that lifestyle and work and deal with that lifestyle that comes with being in the NBA, it ain't going to happen. And he never, I felt like, really had that tutelage to get him yeah. right. He was just so used to being a product of his environment. That ain't his fault. You know what I'm saying? You give me that much money when I'm that young? I just came out of college after 25 and 12. And he was like, bro, like, the most genuine sweet personality. I ain't going to say what I know about his upbringing on here, but most genuine sweet personality as a person. And I was like, he ain't going to get it unless somebody really, you got to be with him every day because it's mine. You know what I'm saying? But that man's special, not just on the basketball court in life. I swear to God. He's my brother. Do y'all think we're going to get I want to see DeMarcus Cousins get one more chance in the NBA, man. Like, I know, Mikey Jets, you've been, you've been adamant about it. You've been vocal about it on previous shows. And I saw Stephen A's comments man, about bro. DeMarcus. And I was like, Stephen A. What, what's Stephen A? Stephen A was trying to, like, give DeMarcus his flowers. I'm like, you full of shit, Stephen A. Here we go. Here we go. Let's go. Let me get this off. <laughs> y'all, I, like, I can't wait for y'all to square up in real life. Yo, I'm gonna keep it real with y'all on the social. Like, let me tell y'all this, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give y'all some real shit, real spill, right? My issue with Stevie is, I respect the grind he put in all these years. You know, 
But the energy he has towards guys like me, where it's like you hiding this, you hiding in the shrubbery, you stalking my tweets, right? But it's like the reason why I say you're a gatekeeper because you could have been inviting me on your platform where we can have basketball dialogue like this without all the yelling and screaming. Because I, my thing with Stephen A, I'm a competitive person, bro. Like I was a high school star. Like I'm a competitive person to this day. I'm an athlete as well. Like. I can walk on any basketball court right now and work with pros down to an eight-year-old girl or boy, right? I could teach the game. I just right. want to know, as a real basketball like purist, I really don't know. I'm not really sold that Stephen A. really know basketball like that. That's all I'm saying. Like, I feel like he's finessed a lot of people, and he just gives off like a mega church vibe. Y'all know them type of guys that y'all see at them churches where <laughs> you, you know the like church. The church we, 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 yeah. Yo, we've all been to a black church where you go to certain churches, you just feel that spirit. Like I done been to backwood churches. I done been to back road churches where it's like, yo, this pastor right here ain't even famous. He ain't got no Instagram. He ain't got no Facebook, but I feel something when he talked. Then you can go He's to a church. You go to a different church. Peter pop off him. Yeah, Peter pop off <laughs> Miracle Spring Water. So it's like, <laughs> yo, you, you go to you go to some churches and you just see the guy he up there. He got the nice suit on. You know, he spent about five hundred on the nice suit, double breasted. Mm -hmm. But it's like I don't feel nothing when you talk the word, right? So the word meaning mm -hmm. basketball. I just look at a bunch of theatrics. And I understand that the game is the game. Like, I have media people give me a lot of game. Draymond gave me a lot of game, even recently, man. That's the homie. Draymond told me some real shit about the media mm -hmm. game and how to attack this shit. He was like, you got it, bro. But it's like, it's hard for me to really necessarily play the game because I feel like they not playing fair. Meaning, like, you don't bring us on your platform, but you will put our tweets on there to try to boost up your platform. Like, I said it earlier, and I'm going to say it again. I feel like I've always been like the jumper cables and they the dead battery. That's how I really feel about Steve, man. Like, set it up, Steve. We can do the three-point shootout, bro. I already told you. Set it up. Fuck all the back and forth subliminal shit on Twitter. Just set it up, bro, because I, I want to see what Steve really about. I'll be front got, I got I got, I got a rack on you, brother. Well, you, you know what you call them folks? They, they content culture killers. And that's why what we doing is different. It's Real different. Shit. It's a different energy, man. Mm-hmm. Like you seen the you seen the whole time we've been on here, right? Almost two hours. We had the legendary Carrie Champion pull up on us, gave us some OG gems. We've had random tangents. We we talked about all type of components of basketball. And we haven't been on here yelling. Yeah, we might disagree as we go on to different topics with different guests and different, especially when the season start. But, like, we haven't been on here on some WWF wrestler promo shit. You know what I'm trying yeah, to say? Nah, and it's, like, it's genuine. Yeah, it's genuine basketball dialogue, man. And it's like, that's what's missing because we got kids listening. I got young players listening. I got kids that I train. They grown men now. They coaching. Like, we got them type of people tapping into this show. And we got a WNBA star on here, former NBA guy, 10-year bet. That's the type of Dialogue that's missing, bro. Because everything, like I said earlier, the goofy the shit, the goofy shit. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah be right like back, y'all. Go ahead. Be right back in one minute. Yeah, people like storytelling and experiences, like everything 
But these people who are running these shows and whatever, they ain't got no stories to tell because they ain't never been there. They just have seen it. They've been looking from the outside. You just said it. They're not a member of the Boston One Club. Right. Came from outside the club. Make it in. Psycho. I think another big issue, especially with Stephen A, is he be trying to, you know how you said, every conversation ain't for you. He be trying to dip his toe in everything. Like, bro, what they got you on UFC for? We don't want to hear what you got to say about you know, about no UFC, dog. I don't want to hear you. I like, I want to hear something. Like, hey, Phil, I'm going to tell you the funniest one that I see on the networks right now is I'm not saying you can't. Talk about a sport because you didn't play it, but I just feel like you're less qualified, right? We can all agree you're less qualified. Like I said earlier about me talking about rugby or lacrosse, I'm not qualified, bro. So when I turn on like ESPN and I see Damian Woody, who was a great offensive lineman for the Patriots, when I see a LeBron graphic or Anthony Davis graphic like a few weeks ago and Damian Woody, like a, a offensive lineman talking, Teddy Bruschi. We don't want to hear those guys talk about Braun and AD, bro. No disrespect. I don't want to hear. It. I don't want to like, hear. It. Man, you, you can see it coming. You're like, oh shit, here we go, here we go. Like, oh, here we go. Oh, and that's like, why they just fight. That's why they just argue because they have no valid points to make. So they just want to scream at each other and create sound bites that they can post on Twitter, and then everyone else can provide. The dialogue that the they could have The jig is hovering, y'all. I really feel it. And then that's why. Then the next day, they have they have all these points to be made because they've been sw- sitting on Twitter all night, taking everybody's tweets and ideas. It's time to pay up. It's time to pay up. Like they've been sitting in the shrubbery. Like, ain't that crazy when you really sit Actually, back and think ESPN that? Definitely does that to me often. They post oh, my tweets on their. That's happened to you, Lexi. Oh, they they those. Screenshot my tweet and make it up Instagram posts. Like, for example, when the Iowa and um, when LSU. Iowa and LSU made it to the championship, I was like, "Damn, it's gonna be some elite level trash talking." They screenshot the they screenshot my tweet and posted it, and it was like their most liked college women's basketball tournament post of the entire tournament. Why not have you on? Why not have you on one of the shows? Right. Like, why not like let me control the page for the day or something? But I stopped tweeting, and then I I put up one tweet recently. Like, I put up one tweet a few weeks ago. This is my first tweet a month, and that shit was right up on ESPNW. I'm like, see y'all, been, we all haven't had no damn content, I guess, because here y'all no. are. They have no, they have no sauce. They have no sauce in the cabinet, Lexi. They have no sauce in the cabinet. Yeah, I, th- I just think it's funny. I mean, I, I, I'm always like really grateful though when they do take them because I'm like, okay. I mean, they obviously value what I say about basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I'm like, all right, enough is enough. If y'all want me to create content for y'all, just ask. But that would that would require payment. So. That's and that's the that's the crux that I'm I'm trying to explain where it's like it's no more free Randy it's no more freebies ESPN FS1 we here now the culture is here y'all see the, the wave y'all see the wave y'all see what's happening you see the chess the chess moves being made we coming we are coming I'm telling y'all when we come with the visual when we come with the visuals just call your mother that's all I'm gonna tell you just call your mother. 
I think we lost Amo. Amo. Oh, he said he'll be back, right? I don't know. Can y'all hear me? I'm right here. New media. Yeah, is I'm right here. here. Oh, he's here. Y'all hear me? Yeah. Hey, yo, I, before we before we close, I want to give some some dude shout outs. I I almost forgot. Shout out to my daughter, man. Shout out to my teenage daughter. I'm not gonna say her name. It's a lot of weirdos on the internet. But shout That's out to right. my teenage daughter, aka the disgruntled daughter. It's my <laughs> biggest. <fan. laughs> she is my biggest fan. But shout out to her. We be going to Sephora on the weekends, getting our skincare routine. Shout out to my daughter. Also, shout out to my pops, man. He organized the family reunion this past weekend, like I told y'all in the previous episode. I saw For uncles sure. I ain't seen in years. Shout out to my uncle Tim. He had two watches on, y'all. He, <laughs> this man was at the cookout with two, two gold watches on, man. Some real country North Carolina shit. And also, man, shout out to all the kids going back to school. All the kids going back to school. But I want to ask y'all, what's up with this generation wearing these fucking hoodies in this 100 degree weather? <laughs> <laughs> it's hey, hot. My brother does that. What hey. is up with it? It's comfy. They Lex. said it's comfy. Lex, you got kids? No. Not yet. Little, All right. My brother's eight. My little brother just turned 18, so he's my little baby. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I literally yeah, just. Old, you old, Lex. You're getting old, Lex. Your brother, 18. You get. I know, but I literally asked him, like, why are you wearing a hoodie? It's 100 degrees outside. He's like, it's comfortable. That's all I said. I was like, my all right. Daughter said, my <laughs> daughter said the same thing. It's all about comfort, Dad. I'm like, yo, I yeah, don't like, get what? it. You're <laughs> hot. I know you're hot. Hey, you're trying to be different. It's fine. Hey, yo, and shout the out last- to all the Some Dude supporters, man. I want to shout out y'all tapping in late night on the Some Dude show. Cuff the Legend and Morrow, Lexi Brown. Y'all can leave me with y'all shout outs. And you got any shout outs? Lex, you got any shout outs before we, before we hit the highway? Go ahead first, Lex. I'm Liz. Shout outs. Shout out to my LA Sparks. We are officially hey. in playoff contention. Eighth place okay. right now. So wish us luck our last 10 games. We making a little playoff push. Hopefully I'll be for making sure. a return very soon. We need we need you back out there. You got Joy in Canada. She cooking. Like you said, y'all in playoff contention. We need to, we need downtown Lexi Brown out there. Three ball. Yeah. From the way, from the corner. It's on the way. It's on the way. But yeah, shout out to my teammates. They've been holding it down. Very proud of them. So yeah, that's my shout out. Shout out to Lex. We looking forward. Can't wait to see you get back out there. You got that skill work and you're a two-way player. You know I'm looking for all that. Can't wait to watch the playoffs and everything. For sure. Thank you. I'm going to shout out my daughter. I ain't going to say her name. Like, like... <laughs> But she's the only freshman on varsity uh, yes, playing, volleyball, playing volleyball. volleyball. She's yeah, a volleyball, volleyball star. Yeah. She'll be 15 in January. She's 5'10". She's in Atlanta. And she's my highest critic, too. Like, she can make me feel like daddy ain't did nothing. You know what I'm saying? But she's my That's biggest fan. Yeah, she's my biggest fan. Shout out to my mama, my baby. And um, shout out to Amo Elite. Shout out to... um. Anthony Marchers, we did just did back to school. We're gonna do Thanksgiving in a in a couple months. Uh, we've been doing it for 14 years. AnthonyMarchers.org online, Amo Charities on uh, Instagram, and um, 
You know, we got a lot coming down the pipeline, man. So we're just working. So I just want to say shout out to everybody on the board, my staff, my family, the homies, everybody. My daughter's going crazy. My my sons, Caden, Malachi, and Mary. Um, so I'm just proud of everything. So I'm really just blessed and proud to be with y'all, you know, so that's what it yeah, is. We building. We about to build something. We we coming. I'm telling y'all, the jig is hovering media. The jig hovering on y'all. We not, we might, we're going to match the gas. I'm telling you. NFL season is coming. NBA is coming. We only like a month or so away, y'all. I know everybody been stressed out. You've been sad and somber and melancholy all summer. The dog days of summer. <laughs> the dog days of summer had us down bad. We've seen the media on TV talking about hot dog eating contests. Like, there was no content. They still in our shit to try to come up with something. <laughs> like, like, like Lexi said, they still in our tweets trying to come up with something. But the season is coming. The Some Dude Show is coming. The podcast. Also, y'all remember, after these live shows on AMP, I will repurpose the podcast like the next day. So check out the Some Do Show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts at, man. But I want to uh, shout out my co-host once again, Amo, pulling up, man, in Charlotte. Lexi Brown, downtown Lexi Brown, out there in L.A., pulling up. Carrie Champion, the OG, out there in L.A., pulling up. Next week, y'all, we're going to do it big. Monday, Dennis Smith Jr., and I think Thursday we got the ACC legend, former Dallas Maverick, Wake Forest Demon Deacon Josh Howard pulling up to the Sun Blue Show. But my last shout out, don't forget about the Costco cheesecake, y'all. Y'all sleeping on the Costco cheesecake. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm a cheesecake lover. I don't know about y'all. I'm a cheesecake connoisseur. Twitter put me on. Twitter put me on. They told me about it. Don't sleep on the Costco cheesecake but that's free game man i'm gonna leave y'all with this rilo rodriguez free game i appreciate y'all some do show.com we out hey So need to leave Vegas And I got bros who locked up waiting to get reinstated Them boys ain't never been in the field Them niggas skip Bayless Them boys ain't never been in the field Them niggas Nick Saban Young hit the road, you feel the car over OG I ain't talking about hood legends, talking about weed Class A friends, back to backs, how you got free Can't believe you went ahead and told us how they got leads same niggas that slept up on the floor and talking about me. Don't think me rap niggas got it coming. It's probably for the same hoes. Said Tony, you know I wore it first. Then a week later they in the same car. Been on niggas block if I get mad by the post. Trapping ain't dead, you know them bats got a post. You wouldn't cut the same bitch who's had by your bro. These women fucking everybody, why would I brag about a hoe? I can't tell my story without putting your ass. 
fall asleep about you, not let you in. Just promise you won't storm out if I let you in. Put ice on the double cup. Yeah. I'm putting diamonds in the double cup. Yeah. Pouring rock on clarity. Yeah. Trying to find a boost who can marry me. Waiting at the mile, you can marry me. Kill this out. For him, that's when it's starting to feel like a lot. Mama hate him, sister hate him too, cause they keep spinning the house. And I probably got over like 20 dead niggas in now. Some of the contacts in my phone, sometimes I give him a call. I was talking to dude here in the county, I ain't seen him in a while. Jail phone, got him on the rip, that shit out the wild. I was missing dogs, thing about my auntie, she had diabetes. Used to make me shoot her insulin, even though I hate needles. Kill one of us, kill one of them, keep going, we not even. He took some pills out in his sleep, they say he not breathing. We zip inside the Fago. I caught him splendor from the Draco I caught him splendor from a micro Every time she eats steak, she want a lipo Down with this model bitch, and she just want a post pic You switch the team like Bo Nix We caught her up in traffic, he ain't make it Like something came out Been on niggas blocks, if I get mad by the post Trappin' ain't dead, you know them bats got a post You wouldn't cut the same bitch who was had by your bro These women fuckin' everybody, why would I brag by the hoe? I can't tell my story without puttin' your ass if I lose sleep about you, then I let you in Just promise you won't storm out if I let you in Put ice on the double cup I'm putting diamonds in the double cup Pouring rock on clarity Trying to find a boost who can marry me Waiting at the mile, you can marry me Still here, live on amp. I'm gonna play a few more if that's all right with y'all. Some do show. Let's get it. Let's get it, baby face Ray. Detroit. Chosen live this life, you can't cry about problems. Build a label for the mansion, 
Ladies, ladies, I know you tapping into the Some Dude Show as well. We've been playing a lot of just bangers as hip-hop, Babyface, Ray, Leaf, Ward, Conway, Griselda. I know, I know we've been in the trenches. I'm going to slow it down. I'm going to leave the ladies with something. Leave the ladies with something, you know what I'm saying? It's y'all time. Shout out to Lexi Brown, co-host extraordinaire, downtown Lexi. Shout out to all the ladies listening to the Some Dude Show all around, different cities. I appreciate the support. Hit this for y'all. Could you turn the lights out if I go? I don't want to fight battles no more. Said if you got the time for that You got time for something more I said the wind is the way I go I need two cigarettes and a Casamigo I'm feeling like in spite of that Oh, I've been trying to keep things low I said can somebody save me Save me from only myself I said, can somebody save me? Can't keep on holding my breath Better get this off my chest It feels like every time I see you I just don't really see you I just don't really see you I just don't really It feels like every night I need you I just wanna believe you I